For multiple decades now, the message from everyone outside of the left is that the left hates masculinity. They want to emasculate all men. And uh, <laughs> uh, uh, they're a bunch of like... <laughs> well, it's true, isn't it? I, I, I mean, we, we are all here for forced feminization. You're, you're all ready, right? And that's why you'll see my deep radio voice, my, my saucy voice. It'll slow down a bit and then it'll become more high-pitched as I feminize in real time. So, I'm going to give you a quick background as to what's happening before this moment in time. Uh, on the internet, there's a discourse taking place right now related to, of course, men. And uh, young men, in fact, and the radicalization of young men uh, online. And what should the left's responsibility and or role be in this discourse? What role should the left be playing? Is the left doing enough? Is the left reaching out to men? Or is the left, uh, let's just say, not reaching the moment? And so, uh, Vouch, a popular streamer, uh, apparently has appeared on TYT to speak of this topic, uh, made how the left helped make Andrew Tate popular. Now... In the best and goodest of faithies, I'm going to say I think this is some uh, some clickbaitery. It sounds like a clickbaity title. Uh, and then uh, we're going to gonna take a little deep dive to see what lies below uh, the surface. No matter what the content of this video ends up being, okay, let the title of the video be known as How the Left Helped Make Andrew Tate Popular. Okay. Because I, I would say I'm just going to guess this based on where I think this is going to go. Uh, it's the libs. I'm, I'm going to say twas the libs in, in, in terms of what, what the theory is going to be. But I'm, I'm prepared to be surprised. I saw this tweet. I, I, know, I know we've all done this discourse, but I can't get over this stuff, man. Look at this. Okay. Men don't fall down at the alt-right MRA pipeline because the left isn't doing good enough outreach. They choose to subscribe to fascist ideology. Yeah, read that again. They choose to subscribe to fascist ideology because they have an investment in maintaining their position in the social hierarchy and the liberation of other groups that threaten that. He, are we leftists or are we leftists? Do we believe in socioeconomics like as a concept? Uh, yeah, dude, everyone who subscribes to a reactionary ideology chooses to subscribe because they're consciously invested in maintaining power. Yeah, dude, things like anxiety and fear. If that was the case, why are anxiety, fear, and disgust the most common emotions associated with reactionary? Uh, I, I, I agree with everything you said so far, by the way. This is a bad take. Politics. If it's anxiety, if, if, if this was the case, then it would just be some like cold Machiavellian power bit. Um, obviously, I, I, it's, it's, it's so shockingly ignorant that it's actually disgusting to me. This had 10K likes, by the way. It's so disgusting to me like that, that this is propagated. It's genuinely destructive. It's a psyop. We are being infiltrated by these, I don't know, misinterests? Their hatred for men clearly overwhelms their ability to engage in critical analysis, you know? It's really disgusting. I don't think that's true. I think that's going too far. Uh, I, I don't think in any way uh, La Madre de los Gatos is uh, specifically a man-hater. Uh, what I've found online, and this is probably the disconnect between different uh, massive communities uh, when it comes to talking about these kind of things, is on the left, especially when it comes to leftists, uh, you will see certain parts of people's back and forth or dialogues or even battles uh, on Twitter or wherever, wherever they decide uh, to parry. Um, and at a certain point, there will be uh, people who'd say, I don't need to teach you anything. Uh, go read the theory. Something like that. That's that shut down. And the criticism of that, which can be fair criticism, is that, hey, uh, go read the theory is in its own way kind of classist because at the end of the day, not everyone has all the time in the world to either go to university, college, or the privilege to do that uh, and or it takes a very long time to read old books written ugh, hundreds of years ago by some white dudes. So uh, maybe the the whole I can't, I don't have to hold your hand in this situation, blah, uh, isn't going to be uh, very beneficial. Let's say that. Uh, 
I think there is also, because I've spoken to people who have the lived experience, people of color, uh, of experiencing racism on a regular basis, uh, there there's not a responsibility for a black person or an indigenous person to have to explain to a white person uh, and hold their hand through every single step of the way. Like the the if if you genuinely care again as a white person in the liberation of all peoples, if you genuinely care in getting uh, equality and equity, uh, then you should be working uh, on your own time to to learn uh, concepts and to uh, fight for them. That's that's the thing. And so I completely get it when when you see perhaps uh, a black uh, Twitter account user with a communist symbol in the corner being like, I don't need to hold your fucking hand about this. Go read uh, The Wretched of the Earth uh, by Fanon or something like that. Uh, I, I completely understand why that sentiment would be there. Uh, not that I'm saying this is one of those situations, but th- that's, I think, a big disconnect. And I think like the same thing applies to other groups. I think that cis people, I'm cis, fellow cis people, uh, we, we shouldn't we shouldn't have to have every single step of the way explained to us by trans people who just want to exist kind of thing, right? Like, I, I think along the pathway to try and uh, fight for trans liberation, as you want to fight for the liberation of all genders uh, and peoples, uh, that uh, there are some things where, you know, trans people don't have to explain every single step. That it's, it's, it's good on us as sissies to read, to, to look, to learn, to listen, to, to watch video, that kind of shit, you know? Uh, because for trans people, uh, they have to talk and think about those kind of issues by virtue of existing, like like just being there. It's like a similar thing to me and being bi, for example. That's just, just, a, just a part of who I am, and uh, that's not exactly something that uh, can just be turned on and off. So, yeah, the, the, there may be more reason for uh, the fact that someone who is trans to also be a trans activist, because, again, it's kind of about survival. But I'm just saying, for, for us fellow sissies, you know, or, or, or fellow uh, white people, uh, I, I don't think it's wrong. And this is not a criticism of Vosh at this moment. I'm just saying this is where there's a big disconnect I always find on the internet where people on the left are upset with other people on the left because they see people, often people of color sometimes, who are like, hey, by the way, I don't need to hold your hand. Uh, it's it's completely valid for them to think and say that because, hey, they, they have to live with the uh, transphobia or racism in real time, IRL, all day, every day. That, that that's just like that's just their lives so totally totally reasonable uh to be like uh you know maybe maybe instead of uh making the statement that is objectively super fucked up uh you could uh, research this and find out that might not be true i like again to, to iterate what you can see right here okay 12 year old white boys on twitch don't do not willingly join fascism as some sort of like hand like you know <laughs> scheme be like ah yes i'm 12 and i understand that i'm of the privileged group and i want to maintain that by subscribing to a, a an ideology of state domination and, and ethnic support what they don't know what any of that means He's correct. Dude, honest to God, go talk to a 12-year-old boy. They don't know what male privilege is. Seriously, I feel like very few, like if you talk to any 12-year-old, very few would even like know like anything about privilege and, and who gets it and who doesn't, right? I think you tend to learn that stuff younger when you're black because if you're a black kid, you get to talk from your parents about like the police and stuff. But in terms of like men and women, even in reactionary families, it's usually like they don't think of the men as privileged over the women. They think of like men and women occupying different roles. But a 12-year-old wouldn't interpret that as, ah, yes, I want to maintain my social privilege. That doesn't happen. That's not how that works. That's ridiculous. That's an insane way of thinking. All right, anyway. Big Joel, I love you. We're going to be so soft in Big Joel, okay? I'm putting on gloves, and I'm putting gloves on over those gloves, and I'm dunking my gloves in those big wax oh, mats they whoa. have. Oh, okay, light. sorry. Is this a react to react to react? So I'm, I'm, I'm now going to be analyzing Vosh, analyzing Big Joel. Oof, giddy up. Library in Dark Souls 3, and then I'm dipping those wax hands into lotion, and then I am uh, uh, putting both of my lotioned up wax hands in uh, a cotton candy machine. So they are getting sort of woven around with... This is good, because Big Joel is... Uh, 
pleasant. Uh, he's 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 a good uh, internet blanket, uh, and uh, I, I enjoy uh, Big Joel. So it's nice to see nice to see them playing playing nice. Uh, cotton candy, and now I just have two. Slow this down a little, please. Uh, I will comply. Gigantic like orbs for hands, and now I'm ready to watch the six minute video because I like. later <laughs> all right let's the get serious young men we're talking about men mra movements is because the left gives brain dead advice to young men we need to be more compassionate to them so by the way i'm just gonna say let's let's get to, this is the first origin story part of this uh i fundamentally disagree often with sid by the way sid is like i i find sometimes sids will put out uh these takes online that i mean i'm guessing maybe they're not but like they seem from my perspective just to have been cultivated exclusively to uh create controversy um but anyways the reason young men flock to the alt-right mra movement is because the left gives brain dead advice to young men we need to be more compassionate to them for our own sake again i think we need to be a little bit more specific because liberals and and uh, liberal, uh, let's just say, recent reckoning with a handful of concepts. You have to understand, when did white fragility come out? I, I want to say 2013. Let's see, white fragility. Because that was basically the moment when most white liberals realized they were white. Uh, 2018. Okay, sorry. Okay, so 2018 was when white people uh, suddenly uh, awakened and synced in and uh, suddenly were like, oh, oh, okay, so we're white people. Uh, whereas people who weren't white uh, basically grow up with uh, racial, uh, you know, objectification, uh, prejudice, uh, all that kind of stuff. Uh, subjectification too. Uh, and so uh, they've not only had the talk from their parents, but uh, they probably also experienced it in real life. Uh, so that's that's basically what happened. So. So white fragility comes out and liberals uh, learn about a handful of concepts. Now, white fragility, which I, I have read, um, is okay for some parts. It's good for, like, uh, let's just say a 101 primer course on, hey, by the way, did you know that there are these things that impact us in society, broadly speaking, that are made up uh, uh, by arbitrary nonsense? Human beings just invented these things. And whiteness uh, changes over time. What is or what is not white is basically being uh, part of a, uh, a class hierarchy, if you will, uh, and an artificial one that is created. It's a social construct. All this kind of stuff. Okay, so you got that in there. But it doesn't really get into capitalism and uh, its element in the North Atlantic slave trade and uh, how that has expanded and grown and all, all that kind of shit uh, and so it's it's very lacking but it was enough it was enough for the libs all of a sudden to be like you know Jimmy Fallon Ellen all of them all these white liberals to suddenly be like I have recognized and realized for the first time my white privilege as well as my male privilege it is wrong to manspread it is wrong to extend one legs so that perhaps the balls and or testes can be seen no never again it is wrong for me to condescend to other people to talk down to women to ask black people if I can touch their hair I used to do it every 
every single time I encountered a black person, but never again, because I hath read White Fragility, and I've learned about my superpowers. I have all this privilege, magical, powerful privilege, male privilege, cis privilege, I, I, I have racial privilege. Look at all these privileges. I'm so privileged. Um, and so obviously uh, that shit, if you are young uh, and you are curious about all these kind of things, if you hear that one side, the liberals, being very vocal because they found the new thing and, and good for them you know this is awesome I'm, I'm, I'm really happy for all of you uh they're off and they're they're off playing with their new thing which is they've recognized their their white fragility and and so they're feeling fragile and all this kind of stuff whereas uh the left are kind of like okay cool well whenever you're whenever you're done with the motions when you when you get through the, this whole experience and good for you the glow up is fucking awesome i hope you feel seen all this stuff is wonderful uh you know uh, we should probably talk about how there's a reinforcement of these hierarchies with our economic systems as well, uh, and also in our criminal justice system. Those those two big things, because, yeah, it's, it's one thing to be like, whoa, I, I didn't know I had a different lived experience as, as a white-skinned person, uh, to uh, obviously someone saying, like, well, you are actually going to be treated dramatically, statistically different by the police, uh, by the judges, lawyers, uh, every single aspect, and if you come from, uh, you know, a situation of lower poverty or abject poverty, it's going to be very hard hard for you to even get adequate legal counsel if you run into trouble you'll have more encounters with the police they will stop you more they will talk to you more they will search you more often and sometimes illegally all this kind of stuff and then you will get worse sentences when you get into the criminal justice system because it's really fucked up but we have this whole ingrained in-program thing in society where we actually program ourselves with racism to the point where even black people in studies have shown that they see other black people as more threatening when presented with uh, photos which is a really fucked up concept to think about but this is the stuff that again gets woven into our brains we don't acknowledge and it just, yeah, so that's that's where we're kind of at so we can meet halfway but i understand why if if that's where the libs are and that's where the left is uh then you you would you would feel that rejection and, and strangeness if you're a young white male going on the internet and you've got your jimmy fallons and your ellens and all of them being like uh, recognize your privilege bro uh and you're like oh well no I'm, I'm poor as fuck my family's poor as fuck i have a really bad life i really want to meet girls i might be gay i don't know i, I haven't figured these feelings out i'm a pussy i guess and i really hate myself i'm gonna go online right now and see what the internet has to say about these kind of questions blah 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 Ooh, what are all the top results Andrew Tate, Fresh and Fit, Andrew Tate, Sneeko, 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 Andrew Tate, Fresh and Fit. Well, one of these, I mean, there's a variety of different, uh, you know, content producers online. I'm, I'm guessing one of them will probably probably tell you what I need to hear. What's this? Oh, okay. And he's talking about Bugattis. Uh, women are the enemy. They control us with their vaginas. Uh, they're all out to get money. They need to be dominated. They need to be subservient. They need to cook me dinner. They are impregnation vessels. That's their only purpose in life. Their only worth is how hot they are. When they're not hot, you should get rid of them because they're garbage i can get a lot of money on cryptocurrency if i could just invest more money in cryptocurrency i should probably buy the proprietary sneeko andrew tate token it seems like it's going to go to the moon why not i just put all my money into this shit all right i'm i'm more miserable now than i ever have been before but oh look there's, there's more people in this and now there's a new guest and they're talking about the jewish question and iq levels and brain sizes between the races oh well this is getting interesting what what do we have here that's that, that's what I think is a fair criticism. Okay. I want to be clear about something, by the way. And I, I want to... I, I understand that Twitter doesn't give a lot of room for nuance. I agree with this tweet. I want to add to it. Okay? I want to, I want to flush it out a little bit. So my issue with the left isn't so much that they give brain-dead advice. It's more like the left doesn't... The left doesn't care to give much of any advice to young men specific to issues that matter to young men. It may, seem, it, may, it may seem kind of like trivial, but I'm talking about like masculinity 
dating, that kind of stuff. Uh, the, like stuff like that is really important to young men. If that like bothers you, if, if it's frustrating that young guys are kind of like fixated on that. Did you do sorry, Logan Paul really Crypto Yeah, yesterday. Okay? That's and, just and the funny. left just doesn't see these issues as worthwhile, which is a bit frustrating because like there are experiences with like femininity and 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 like youth like like for girls or whatever that the left seems to care a little bit more about because it, it gets under discussed broadly. But what you have to understand is that if you want to sell an ideology, you can't only talk about the stuff that other parts of society aren't willing to talk about. You have to give a holistic social theory. That means you have to talk about everything. Even if every other group in the world has their own opinions on masculinity and like men's dating advice or whatever, you also have to put up for that. You can't just go, oh, well, we want to talk about issues with women or black people because you don't, the left will not succeed if it only contains women or black people. Needs- I'd say the, the big thing I disagree with Vosh on here is that I, I, I think this is something that a lot of people on the left, including myself and Vosh, have been identifying for a while. We've been like, I wish there was more content. And this is why I've been trying to increase my production of this kind of stuff too. There was more content centered around men's rights, men's liberation, but actual men's liberation. We're talking liberation from fucking patriarchy because patriarchy is really fucked up and bad for men so i want to abolish patriarchy i don't want to live in a patriarchal society uh and so the in servitude of that that there needs to be healthy spaces uh healthy content creators uh fucking you know based ass both men women and non-binary people who want to talk about these issues and not just reject the feeling that young and let's just clear this out young white boys experience young white males have a experience uh, that has been pretty uh at this point well documented online uh and and generally in society they, they are the, the ones that you are most concerned about they are the ones who could become um you know uh, full right-wing extremist reactionaries uh mass shooters uh, all that kind of stuff so the question keeps on coming up what, what should be done to de-radicalize and or appeal to them I think the appeal part is deeply lacking. I, I I think there's an overabundance, and I'm guilty of this on the left in content production, of breaking down uh, fascist talking points or breaking down right-wing or far-right reactionary talking points with logic, facts, science, all that kind of stuff. But there's, there's an abundance uh, of that. There is a huge deficit of reaching out to young boys from the perspective of your concerns your unhappiness is valid it's it's totally healthy for you to be very unhappy to be depressed to be anxious to to feel alone and and to feel sad and what sucks is that you've been raised in the society that we all find ourselves in to not be able to express feel and or explain those kind of emotions because that's pussy shit so there needs to be a lot of very powerful male role models who are going to be talking to young men online that aren't fucking Andrew Tates, that aren't Sneekos, that aren't Fresh and Fits, that aren't like, and guess what? The answer to all of that is whammin bad. That's that's the solution. You need to invest in the crypto and whammin bad. Get on my fucking MLM and whammin bad, you know? Because, uh, yeah, okay, that's clearly carved out a monstrous niche uh, on the internet. No, uh, the good news is uh, that there has been a very good pushback on this. Again, recommending Car, K-A-R on YouTube. There's a lot of powerful male masculinity uh, from a positive perspective shit. Uh, so does FD Signifier. Uh, so does Noah Samson. Uh, so uh, does uh, Shark uh, Zero. All, all fantastic content creators uh, who who speak about this kind of stuff on a regular basis and do it from a intersectional feminist perspective, uh, you know, uh, obviously, uh, and I, I acknowledge the the changing uh, discourse paradigm that we find ourselves in right now. Everyone, everyone needs to work together to liberate society from 
bad stuff. And I don't think it's so much about compassion. I think it's more about disregard. But oh, and I'm not just going to give shout-outs to men. I give shout-outs to Mooncat as well. Yes, a woman. Yes, a human femoid. Uh, she has very, very good videos on the Manosphere. But no, okay, yeah, I just want to clarify that. Okay. So this tweet is going wild on my Twitter right now, personally. Like, a lot of people hate it. Some people really, really like it. Gibby, I think a lot of the positive masculinity stuff, such as FT Signifier, Noah Sampson, will not appear into the middle of the road, people. I agree. So, hey, everyone, here is, I, I, I looked this up. We have the data. We have the facts and the data behind this. When it comes to extremism and uh, de-radicalization online, it turns out when you speak to de-radicalization experts, there is no, as of this time, scalable solution on the internet that works that they can just basically keep expanding upon. As in, it's not as if every single human being can be de-radicalized if they watch Bow of the Fifth Column. But there is a strong percentage of people who are right-leaning or far-right-leaning who watch a person like Bo of the Fifth Column and see someone speaking in a southern twang. And then all of a sudden they're like, okay, well, this, this is clearly not a cuck or a soy, so I have to listen to this person and see what they have to say about this. And then that gets them into a de-radicalization pipeline. But that is not scalable because that does not apply to everyone. Some people need a very good video essay. Some people need contrapoints to make a video that speaks in their language so they hear the same terms. And all of a sudden they're like, holy shit, oh, okay, well... I you're saying all the incel language that I normally only hear in my incel community, but you're breaking it all down. Wow, this is okay. Something's happening here. Some people need to witness a mass shooting. So it's like some people literally, it has to be after a mass shooting. We're like, okay, this is fucked. This is absolutely fucked. No, I am, uh, this is wrong. This person just killed all these people because they were Muslim. Uh, I, I, I'm so scared. They said, uh, you know, subscribe to PewDiePie. I was in this pipeline. I was in these communities. I talk, I, I, I want out. This is fucked. So, because there's not a scalable solution to that, this endless argument where it's like, debate bros, best. YouTube video essayists, best. Uh, you're doing the team sports thing. Because ultimately, what we should all want, what we should, every single one of us, if we are working towards this collective project, right, uh, which is human liberation, uh, we should want whatever is most effective uh, in a variety of different ways. Like, it, it may not be your cup of tea. You may, like, might hate watching uh, a YouTube uh, video essay or a documentary. You, that, you just fucking, you can't stand it. But for some people, that's what they need. So it's good they exist. And you might despise debate bros and debate bro culture and all that kind of shit. And there are times when debate bro and debate bro culture do horrifying and bad things. Because guess what? They're not a monolith. Yeah, there's, there's even debate women and, and debate non-binary people now. I mean, the, the, we live in a 2023. All that being said, some people need to see a debate where the person they worshipped for a very long time gets absolutely destroyed by Destiny or Vouch or any of these other debate bros. That's just what works for them. And and honestly, uh, I want less people going down a alt-right, far-right, neo-reactionary pipeline. Of course, I, I would like more people moving towards uh, uh, socialism. That, 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 would, that would be ideal rather than fascism, which is, you know, the, the exact dichotomy of that. Get Bosch's into it, whatever. Personally, the That's me. tweet doesn't really make me mad at all uh, because I think the outcome it describes is good. Uh, it's good to be compassionate to men. And if the left can do a better job of that, uh, then that's great. Oh, my God. Oh, I fucking love Joel, dude. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I, right off the bat, like, the simple acknowledgement that, hey, Doing better at things and being nice is good. Oh, thank you. More, more than I normally get in, 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 this, in this discourse. I agree with all of this. Be kind. 
If any of you haven't seen everything everywhere all at once yet, you should. It's fucking, oh, that just, it rejuvenates your soul. If you, if you have low soul juice, you want more soul juice, watch that movie. It, it'll really put your faith in humanity up a, a percentile, a, a demonstrable percentile. Really, really good. And, and that part in the movie uh, where, you know, he says, just be kind to, to everyone. And, and I'm not going to do a spoiler alert because what happens next is, is pretty glorious. Uh, it's it's just a beautiful Clean thing. So, yes, be, be kind. Yeah. I, the, the the recurring line so often with this talk is like you want to be more sympathetic oh that means you want to be sympathetic no I still have them in my favorite movies I have them queued up I'll, I'll do it. I'm sympathetic to the horrible feelings that guys have that make them think incels have a point and that's those are two totally different things you know I'm not sympathetic to to like believing Mexicans are stealing your jobs that's dumb as f I am sympathetic to a guy in the working class who is twenty four seven like subjected to Fox News propaganda about Mexicans stealing their jobs, and this guy can barely afford to pay his mortgage. And the okay, um, I'm I'm only like seven minutes into this, but I can already tell you there's like there's a hand like okay, so there's no uh, monolithic perfect creator. There's a lot of creators that uh, people either love or despise. Obviously, Vosh is an exceptionally controversial figure, very polarizing on both ends. I I would say that there are uh, events and things that Vosh has done that I obviously deeply disagree with, and I'm sure he would say the exact same thing about me because uh, yeah, that's that's the experience. That's basically what this is all about. But there has been uh, a, a lot of examples where I'll see because I, I saw this thumbnail yesterday, and I I was I was guilty of this immediately when I saw this headline how the left helped make Andrew Tate popular and it's uh, clearly clickbait but like and I was like what the fuck that's no this wasn't the left that made the like, yeah god damn what the fuck is this buffoonery I see before me uh and and then when I'm watching this it's like oh okay well this isn't actually actually related to that at all that was that was a clickbait title. racism while still a problem is a manifestation of scapegoating from economic issues I'm sympathetic to that I'm sympathetic to like the 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 the, the pre-existing conditions there you know um and, and you should be able to speak yeah. to that like you don't you don't have to ad like adopt racism in order to true you know to speak to that you can say uh hey, fumiko dragon thank you crypto rocket thank you as well Prom know, 9999 thank you holy beer dragon thank you the too. problems you're seeing you can do that that said i have some problems with this tweet like like a weird amount of problems with this tweet and i just wanted to talk you through them uh, because i find it really interesting the first is, I'm not sure exactly... Bosch is not a good real, male role model, but he can give good advice, in my opinion. I, like, honestly, I don't think you should be picking any one content creator uh, as, like, a parasocial daddy and, and then kind of get behind them as if they can do no right and no wrong. It's just, like, they are always flawless. This is the only one person. Like, uh, I think you should be getting your... This is entertainment. We're making entertainment. I I, I, I may be talking about politics. I may be talking about uh, activism. I may be talking about uh, things that I want to see in the real world manifest by teaching more people how to do things and stuff like that. But I, I'm still uh, I'm streaming. See, like, I can do things like this because this, this is a stream. So this is, this is entertainment. There's, there's there's a camera on me right now, and I, I make the funny fun for the laugh laugh, and and hopefully you all feel a bit better about your days, and I, I do too by hanging out with you. So it's it's good for me, and it's it's good for you. We give each other give each other better me, better mental health that this exercise that we do here. So, uh, but it's still it's I, I mean any one podcaster, YouTuber, Substack writer, any single one of the tweeter, Instagrammer, TikToker, anyone who doesn't acknowledge that, huge red flags. Huge red flags. Do do not 
worship idols don't don't worship like and i say this as someone who is, obviously has i'm human beings i am massive fans over big giant fans over and i'm like oh my god i'm i'm completely like if i ever if i ever got to meet carl sagan you know or, or cornell west like i i would be like uh but uh you know at the same time do, do not worship false idols Advice don't worship anyone giving to young men that is brain dead like what are people saying oh thanks Bill. i'll on? check it out do you guys remember that tweet thread that i did or sorry when i responded to sid's tweets and some guy responded to me with i don't understand the issue i teach my boys everything they need to know save the world uh be kind or do you guys remember that i i, I think that turned into like a, a, a mini me say yeah save the planet <laughs> yeah all the advice a young man needs yeah be progressive yeah 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 it's not super helpful to the conversation, I think, to present the left as a group of people presenting young men terrible advice without getting into the nature of that advice, what's actually going on. Uh, I know a bunch of leftists. and I, I agree with this. Bad news about Sagan, I know. There's an no, imbalance he, charity he is, here, right? He is no longer like, amongst us on this astral plane. or even a few tweets to really dig into, like, the issues men face or the ways in which the left fails them. But people will jump on what Sid tweeted and go like, ah, so you want us to sympathize with Nazis and incels. So, like, there is, like, a total imbalance in, in the amount of, like, work other people seem to be willing to do to, to bridge that gap and, and make that information clear. Not Joel. I'm just saying, like, broadly. It's, it's Twitter, right? And they tend to say just normal shit all day, every day. So I'm not sure uh, what the actual thing is here. Problem number two, uh, maybe this is the obvious one. This tweet here doesn't really account for other extremely important factors at play here, right? For example, what of patriarchy? You know, we've lived in a very, very sexist society for a very long time. Feminism is a recent phenomenon. And so I think it makes sense uh, that people are still attracted to the patriarchy as an idea. Okay. This is kind of a misdirection. We do live in a system that kind of gravitates people towards reactionary ideologies on this, especially men. But when we're talking about what we can do about it, we can't like Thanos snap the system out. We kind of have to work within the means of, well, what can our analysis, what can our systems do? Obviously, we live in a sexist system. That's true. I don't think anything Sid said kind of like ignored that, though, right? Like you can say, yeah, we live in a world that has like very strong reactionary social pressures that, that move people in that direction. But that doesn't mean that it moves them th through some kind of like innate or immaterial process, right? Like, well, how does the patriarchy reach out to men? I would argue that it reaches out to them primarily through insecurity. And we can target that insecurity and get at it and keep men from falling down that road before <clears throat> or sometimes alongside these other systems. Like the patriarchy isn't like a force of the universe, like gravity that operates invisibly and omnipresently. It happens through interactions that we have the ability to influence and, and, and move in on. So insecurity is one of like the big, male insecurity is one of the big like driving elements of fascism. This is one of the reasons why we have this narrative of like big dick black guys. Gonna uh, I do not agree with this. I, one of the, I, I think one of the big precursors to fascism especially from like an economic analysis is that there is a uh complete and utter collapse of an economic system there is a rapid rise in mass inflation uh and that is countered with usually someone a strong man coming along to offer a solution to this and they in turn scapegoat a group uh jewish people lgbtq plus people uh, into that uh rather than it is simply about male insecurity or, or fascist praying into male insecurity that goes back hundreds of years. Uh, sometimes when slaves would escape from the antebellum south, when they were caught, uh, they were hanged, of course, but they would be castrated beforehand. Because the idea was that the primal sexual wiles of the black man would lead them to either rape or, or worse, entice white women. Now, obviously, everything that I just said is...
the idea that like an escaped slave would, which like uh, like the first thought that a white guy thinks is like, oh, they're going after white women. What the f are you talking about? They just escaped slavery. What the he's going for a f bath. What the f are you? He's going to get a. F what are you talking about? He needs to find shoes. His his feet hurt. What? Do you, why? <laughs> but 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 of the these white guys like sweating profusely are like, oh, I bet I bet he's I bet he's going to do the mating press on some white women. I I bet his virile black seed. This is because um one of the ways white supremacy was propagated back in those days was by appealing to white male insecurity, right? But that insecurity is a product of social pressures that we can kind of like intercept, right? Like think about the modern day today. A ton of people who are driven to incel ideology do so because they like they get kind of like blackpilled by this hype. So fascism can only come to pass in a failed economy. I'd say failed economies is probably too nebulous a term. Uh, I would I would say uh, when you see a combination both and uh, in in rising mass inflation uh, combined with uh, either uh, depression, recession, uh, and an extreme economic downturn, uh, and one that has to be explained because in the case of like uh, Germany, uh, they tried to scapegoat Jewish people by saying that it was in fact Jewish people who controlled uh, the banks and were responsible for uh, the massive collapse, and uh, that's just simply not true. No, the, the, of the major four banks in Germany, only one of them actually had a uh, Jewish, I believe, uh, manager. But even then, the banks were not owned by Jewish people. But that was enough uh, to be able to scapegoat what was actually occurring at the time, which was, of course, there was a global recession and a global economic collapse that was occurring, and that affects all countries. Uh, and, uh, you know, with the rise of the Nazi party and Hitler, he was very successful, uh, as was Mussolini uh, in Italy, uh, very successful of uh, basically transcribing the blame of what was occurring on a multitude of things, one of them being that uh, there was uh, a decadence and a decay of society they needed to revert back to uh the way things used to be uh you know make uh germany great again uh, uh into a mythic uh, almost uh you know uh, time of, of complete and utter excellence uh they needed mass militarization and rapidly uh, in order to achieve this uh they needed to be able to control a multitude of different uh companies in order to again save them because this whole system uh fascism ends up saving capitalism from a very dramatic economic downturn uh, and in the process and servitude of doing that, vilify a variety of different uh, people they saw as deplorable uh, as the cause of the roots of the decay of society. So that's where you have LGBTQ plus people. That's where you have, uh, you know, different kinds of like even white people. There was different categories of white people, you know, the Roma versus other individuals who were considered more or lesser than. So, yeah, even that didn't save you. If you had disabilities, uh, if you were uh, gay or trans or, uh, you know, if you were, of course, yes, if you were Jewish, uh, you would be uh, considered uh, not uh, part of the master race or the master project for the future uh, obvious uh, eugenics slash Holocaust uh, ambitions uh, of Hitler and the Nazis. So, yeah, that's that, that, that like a similar uh, schism can be seen in, in the rise of uh, Mussolini and especially in the way the dichotomy formed itself between uh, the socialist uh, uprising that was also happening in Italy at that time and then the silencing and eventual death uh, of Gramsci I believe uh, that that like the, those same stages where capitalism secures itself into the form of fascism as a final think of this as the final boss of capitalism it, it, economic downturn massive economic collapse inflation going wild and and then all of a sudden, mass militarization, and then the vilification of a single group, uh, the, uh, the the hatred of the decay of society, saying that it has become decadent, that kind of stuff, uh, the hatred of the press, the Lugan press, the line press, uh, you know, a, a complete uh, hatred of academia, uh, of higher learning, that they are, in fact, indoctrination schools trying to teach you woke ideology. All of that is Nazi shit. 
it's, it's like Nazi, 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 Nazi shit. Every single part of it. Yeah, losing World War One, obviously, and then uh, Hitler participating in World War One, and then writing that in Mein Kampf, and then speaking about how he himself had been kind of, uh, you know, as Germany uh, as a country had been emasculated, he felt that the same, and we had to reclaim the motherland for the glory of the like speaking about Germany as if he wants to fuck it as a concept, like as if it was a woman or something. I don't know. Either way, fascists are weird. Fascist is fucked up. Pergamy myth. This idea that, like, well, nobody's even having sex anymore because all... And Shifty Cat is totally right, by the way. This this is a really fair statement. The thing is, fascists aren't only there when there's an economic collapse. That's true. It's, it's, it's These are the precursors that usually determine when there's going to be, historically, as we've observed, rises in fascist movements and takeovers. But they are all uh, they are around all the time. As you know, yes, like, it, people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, fucking hardcore anti-Semites, the Jewish space lasers caused the California wildfires. Uh, like, like she, she has a lot of... And calls herself a Christian oh, nationalist, but she has a lot yeah. of what you could consider fascistic beliefs, uh, and uh, certainly it doesn't mean that suddenly America has become a, a neo-Nazi empire just by the virtue of having her exist, but yeah, she's there. Uh, my homie to Tarot, thank you for the reading party of three, appreciate that. They're having sex with all the high-value men or whatever, which is meant to like make them feel despair because they can't compete or keep up or whatever, stuff like that. And it's like the black pill, like, oh, if you don't look like six foot five with a 10-inch penis, then you're, you're like that kind of stuff. Those systems of insecurity move people over to incel ideology and thus fascism. But like, can, can the left not do something about that? In my opinion, personally, I think one of the best things the left could do for the world, not for men, okay, but for the world, is understand that if male sexual insecurity is a big part of what drives them towards incel ideology and fascism, maybe we could like, talk about that? We don't have to cede any ground. There is not a single like position that we need to give up on that, you know? It is not a coincidence that if you take a look at conservative propaganda, a ton of it is dedicated towards affirming male sexual insecurity. Seriously, the nonstop talking about how feminism has ruined women, about how this, about how that, like it's constant in conservative media. And clearly that's because they're onto something. It's is, I, I don't know, I don't have the stats before me and I'm obviously someone who prefers to do, um, you know, the facts over the feelings. Uh, is that what the data bears out? I mean, I wanna start researching this. Um, like, uh, incel ideology, male insecurity. And don't get me wrong, male insecurity, by the way, is a massive thing that should be uh, discussed. And I think a lot of it also has to do with a lot of reinforcement that happens under, again, patriarchy. It's an effective, like, button to press, right? It's an effective switch. You can just... Like, there, by the way, all genders experience insecurity. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. Women experience insecurity in completely separate ways and and, and interact uh, in, in different ways to men and sometimes can experience insecurity in the same ways as men. There are some standards which are becoming, uh, while previously held uh, to high regard for women, such as how uh, attractive are you basically means your worth. Like you are only as valuable as you are hot. And hopefully that never changes. And uh, yeah, because otherwise you will lose your worth as a human being. So that part is really fucked up. And now that part has started to become a, thing uh as well more prevalently uh, most recently for for men again uh where again uh, you know nowhere near the same way it is for women but again it's starting to be like oh well yes uh male uh you know looks and stuff uh, objectification is now starting to become uh, a, a new uh, trend that we are tracking and talking about but that also wasn't always the situation it used to be that uh, men and women actually represented themselves in, in different varieties in terms of their masculinity and femininity or what could be determined to be masculine or feminine today right back in the day 
Oh, you know, during the Renaissance, it was, was not unusual for a man to wear a, a body wig and then have himself a little bit of rouge on the sides and then apply some lipstick because, again, he was of the proper stock and the higher class and didn't want to be seen as a vermin along with the... Yes, and then you're like, well, okay, well, this this today would be seen as some... Uh, I don't know. I'm guessing if you're a right-winger and you saw that, you'd be like, this th this is some gay shit, right? Are you... You doing a gay? What's, what's all the gay here? You gain out a little bit, uh, but it's just it, the standards change over time. Uh, they morph, and and that's the the neat thing is because we made a, a lot of these things up, such as gender, we invented it uh, because of that, and because of the change in standards. Then then we can then uh, accept the fact that it's totally okay. It doesn't matter how you really want to represent yourself, your your expression, if you will, your gender expression can be however you see fit. If it makes you happy, that's all that matters, baby. That's all uh, the only thing. Right, are you are you happy with it? Cool. Then the rest of the world get on board. That's it. Don't be dicks. Learn some pronouns. Have some fun. It's going to be awesome. We're all going to have a great time. It's it, Trust me. You'll feel so much happier for it. Chill. We just, I swear to God, man, if the left would just like take a deep breath and go, okay, we need to get guys to touch some grass and like be chill and not feel crazy and secure about how they are in their masculinity, blah, blah, blah. Like we would have this in the bag, man. We would have this in the bag. Uh, look, all I'm saying is... Well, that might be the first thing that I, I strongly disagree because I think that actually kind of hurts the entire uh, thesis uh, in that, like, I I, I think ultimately, uh, rather than saying, like, oh, if you just went outside and IRL'd or touched some grass, maybe I'm misunderstanding Vosh there, or maybe I missed the, the clip two seconds because I was ranting too long before I played the video. Um, but but no, it's, it's not just that. Like, it has to be... Like, one of the, the, the things that I want to move towards in terms of, like, actively trying to dissolve the, the the programming of patriarchy uh is to start reaffirming for dudes especially that it's and i'm not saying Vosh doesn't say this that it's totally fucking okay for men to start being more empathetic men to start being more emotional men to stop talk, sorry start talking about uh their feelings the, the, their problems that normalizing and i think this is the most important thing normalizing that it's totally okay to tell people that you're not okay which is not a thing for dudes uh that like that is a sign of weakness if, if you do that if you tell other dudes that you're not okay well then you're a fucking soy pussy you know no one wants to be a soy pussy beta cuck so to avoid being a soy pussy beta cuck you gotta be like yeah no no dog i'm a rock Nothing going on up here. No, just horny. That's it. Only thing I experience is horny or hungry. Yeah, horny or hungry. One, one of those. Those are my two states. That's it. Yeah, no feelings. No, never. That's pussy shit. It's not a coincidence that historically speaking, the most successful leftist movements have had holistic messaging on gender and sexual ideology. Like seriously, go to the Bolsheviks, go to the Maoists, Go to uh, the union trade workers. Don't forget anger. We're allowed to fear anger. Century. Yes. There was As are women. Like, That's the whole point. Like the, the great thing about all this gender exploration, and this, it's it's a beautiful thing that we're having these conversations and exploring these ideas and all this kind of stuff because it's fascinating. And a lot of this seems, broadly speaking, when you start talking about, well, what makes a man? What is a man, really, truly? Uh, what is a woman? You know, I heard that Matt Walsh was trying to figure that out. Uh, ultimately, a lot of the things that you can say for men uh, and what makes a good man would make any gender a, a good person like I, I, like it, it, like broadly speaking these are things that everyone should be able to experience it's healthy it's natural it's human to have a variety of emotions the only emotion you're not supposed to only be stalwart 
like default setting and only setting stalwart you know and, and women aren't supposed to be hysterical and emotional oh you know she's had her moon's blood we can't truly know what she believes i will have to wait until until two weeks pass i do believe <laughs> That's super weird and sexist and, uh, you know, super, not really, I'm guessing, going to be productive or helpful. To I mean, we should probably learn more uh, about what makes all, all these different varieties and, and, uh, and celebrate them because it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. I'm not gender confused. I know that I'm a woman. Uh, what is Matt Walsh? Ask any femdom about the sexual vending machine. Quite the opposite. No motion a lot of these movements were pretty sexist because it was 100 years ago. They were at least willing to talk about these issues. I don't know how any of this could have gotten done if there was this, like, tetchy unwillingness to appeal to these very basic drives for political belief. Does Joel even disagree with this? No. Uh, not necessarily. Again, I'm not really trying to disagree with Joel here. I just, I just think this stuff needs to be said, you know? I, I I will give Vosh credit. Uh, the what did he say? The cookie gloves uh, mittens are, are on. He seems he seems uh, very very friendly. This is this is friendly. Hey, by the way, everyone, it's not wrong to discuss things. I don't know if any of you have ever uh, done organization in in you know outside of the internet and, and met other people, whether they be liberals, lefties, progressives, sock dems, whatever it is. Uh, they have disagreements as human beings do. It may surprise you, but yeah, human beings do. But uh, again, very. very healthy to have conversations about this kind of stuff are young men flocking to conservative movements because of some uh, deficiency in leftist advice i check out the documentary the man card uh the rights grip on masculinity has been a known problem for a long time i don't understand why leftists are so stupid about this my like my view that i i, I will check out uh, the man card is that I think we are conflating sometimes libs and leftists because I think it is very demonstrable. Again, it was only in 2018 that uh, liberals uh, learned that they were white. That That's like, th that's a thing. So like, I, I think there was that schism for a long time where I could see very demonstrably and, and not even 2018, even before 2018, when you, if you look at online culture, uh, the misogyny from Gamergate exploding into the online, uh, you know, uh, alt, alt movements and all that kind of stuff. You can definitely see the 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 reactionary pushback against a handful of concepts uh, related to these kind of issues without actually addressing the 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 causal links you know when it's like hey by the way uh you you white people you you have privilege and fragility and you have to learn about your privilege and check in stuff and obviously white people who never heard of these concepts or terms or any of this are just like what 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 is what is white people? I don't get that. Okay, so uh, oof, this is gonna be a long conversation. But anyways, and then by the time we're done, hopefully you can check your privilege. So if you are a young boy, especially a young white boy on the internet, and you are like, well, I'm deeply unhappy. There's a lot of reasons why a lot of people aren't happy in America, even kids. The worse your parents' conditions are, the worse the kids' conditions are. That it's it's that simple. Under capitalism, if everyone's fucked and we're all suffering, kind of shit, and inflation is going out of control, well. Well, yeah, then the parents have harder lives. They have to not be at home, not spend time with the kids, be stressed, probably be angry, maybe prone to violence, alcoholism, drug use. All that shit comes to the fact that you have poor economic conditions. Once you raise those economic conditions, those things decrease dramatically, like across the board. So, yeah, clearly this is the thing. And, like, that's the kind of stuff that should be talked about, addressed. Absolutely believe that's true. I do. That's obviously not 100% of it. But, yeah, I think we're hardcore dropping on the ball on this, and we have for a long time. For, for multiple decades now, the message from everyone outside of the left is that the left hates masculinity. They want to emasculate all men. And uh, <laughs> uh, uh, they're a bunch of like 
<laughs> well, it's true, isn't it? I, I, I mean, we, we are all here for forced feminization. You're, you're all ready, right? And that's why you'll see my deep radio voice, my, my saucy voice. It'll slow down a bit, and then it'll become more high-pitched as I feminize in real time. And again, my disagreement, I think, strongly with, with uh, uh, Vosh and Sid is that, broadly speaking, I, I think this is a problem not specifically just of the left. I think there is a huge thing with liberals as well as leftist liberals. You know, the, there's multiple varieties, progressive, sock dabs, all that kind of stuff, coming forward and suddenly being like, well, I, I uh, you know, just recently learned about my privilege. Didn't know I had it. But now that I know that I am super privileged with all of them, I stack them up, you know. Uh, I, I got cis privilege. Okay. Got some white privilege or white passing privilege. It's the same thing, baby. No one can tell the difference. Uh, what else do we got? Uh, we could probably add uh, parents uh, weren't divorced. Parents didn't beat me. Parents didn't abuse me. I wasn't sexually abused as a child. Hey, those are all privileges. Those, you might not even think about that, but that's like those are all things that can definitely dramatically change the course of one's life and action. Were you loved? Did your parents love you? Did your parents tell you they love you? Did you have parents who felt, made you feel safe? Uh, those could have deep ramifications later in life. That has nothing to do with being cis, black, trans, any of that kind of stuff. That's just like, that's reality. So hopefully uh, you have one parent who loved you. But if you didn't, well, yeah, that's going to make life harder under this current system, especially when it's one of those situations where parents who can't afford to take care of their kids have more difficult lives male supremacist like weirdos who are too stilted to understand basic social interactions the consistency of this narrative should give pause to anyone thinking that there's no truth to it at all or does it come down more to the fact that they were born in conservative households told to believe conservative things growing up you know who are well what if we told them to believe other things i mean we can't rewrite reality here obviously we can't like warp time to make it so everyone only gets left messaging, but we can do our, we can do our part. Who are Andrew Tate's major fans, uh, and who are their parents? Who did their parents vote for in the last election? I, this is, this is a question without an answer. I don't like this. Whoever their parents are, that doesn't mean more can't be done. Also, by the way, worth pointing out, Andrew Tate's fans are like incredibly insecure, young, mostly white, but not necessarily white guys. I would be willing to bet that there are tons of Andrew Tate fans with liberal parents. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to descend into essentialism here. I, I don't want to like, it's, it's like, ah, well, we couldn't have done anything. Yes. Yeah, it's statistically we probable. We he is, can. he is rich as fuck. Never tell yourself like, oh, this there's, is there's most, no, there's most likely fight. a lot of people who people do yeah. like, do believe in an ideology uh, that calls for suppressing others, suppressing women in particular. And so um, that's something we should think about here. I don't believe that. I don't, I don't. I don't really think people gravitate towards reactionary ideologies because they like suppressing others. I think that's kind of reductive. I think that people have very strong fear and anxiety responses that get preyed upon by reactionary movements. And one, like, because if, that was the, if, the, if this was the case, misogynists would not have to constantly promote their ideology through the promotion of anxiety. And it, it, the fact that they have to go through anxiety means they're trying to prompt a defensive response from the person consuming that ideology. The person is manipulated into it. They have to feel like the sexism they're engaging in, it's, it's not an active, determinative thing on their part. It's a reflexive, a natural and unavoidable response to the external threats that they're convinced exist, you know? Um, that's the way fascist movements, like, always propagate. They never frame themselves as the, as the, uh, the attacker there. Now, I don't think they're all, like, aware of the way this propaganda works, you know? Um, and especially if we're talking about... Okay, so, uh, like, in my opinion, I think both can happen. Uh, th th that would be uh, my take. I, I think... One of the things, because I was speaking earlier about, you know, joking, 
about white people just realizing they were white in 2018 because the book White Fragility came out, that kind of shit. Um, there's something to be said, and Innuendo Studios has some of the best videos on this, by the way, huge shout out, uh, to the, the concept of when someone is trying to educate you on a topic, it doesn't matter if it's CRT, doesn't matter if it happens to be about inequity, uh, sociology, uh, you know, systemic racism, historical racism, any of those kind of topics, when you are hearing or learning about these things, especially for the first time, or maybe you're exploring those feelings and concepts for the first time, to become defensive. And that's what that's what the entire term, like white fragility, kind of speaks about, right? Just that moment where all of a sudden it's like, well, hey... Uh, no, I'm not. I do not think slavery was good. I would never own slaves. And it's like, no, no, no. We're not saying that you did. We're saying that there are ramifications and historical implications that have come from uh, decades of uh, historical subjugation, as well as historical uh, racism towards a variety of groups. And they impact those groups in different ways. And those uh, ways can be observable. And that's why it's just something to to remark upon. Not that you specifically are a wannabe slave driver. You know, like that's not it's not not what I'm trying to say by expressing uh, this to you. But the same thing applies to all the categories right so like like i i've said so many times it's going to be a never-ending process you know that that's what listening to like killer mike on the on the the red eye i'm sorry green eye blue eye experiment and, and recommending that entire course uh, you know watching the videos on that shit um it, it's like you are constantly having to deprogram yourself from just the societally uh, programmed racism, sexism, all that kind of shit. It's just reinforced, reinforced. It's in our, our myths, our lores, our songs, our movies, our video games. It's just it's just a self-perpetuating cycle. We keep reinforcing all the shit over and over and over. And you don't even think about it. It's all subconscious. Like a lot of this stuff is happening. You might uphold white supremacy or patriarchy and, and you're not even self-aware that you're doing it. And like in the process of doing it, right? And, and when someone tells you, oh yeah, by the way, that actually reinforces blank. Uh, you'll be like, well, what, what are you trying to say? That I am Hitler? Uh, no, no, how dare you? Through Tate fans. We really think like 12-year-old boys on Twitch are waking up like, yeah, dude, I love to suppress others. My male privilege in this patriarchy is... is I think Voss is right here. I would say for the vast majority, no. But I would say that some people don't recognize or learn this shit. Uh, and if they don't, if they're not even aware of it. Like, explaining to white people about... Uh, the criminal justice system, uh, how, it, how it disproportionately affects uh, indigenous people or black people. Like, uh, I, I can tell you as someone who is half indigenous and who will uh, be with very visibly indigenous looking people in, in movie sets or stuff like that, they get treated 100% different than me because I look completely white just because of the whiteness and you can see like security guards will follow them around if we walk into shoppers uh, they will have stories where it's like yeah police officers uh, demanded to search me and like violated my Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms uh, I, I was uh, I was arrested without due cause shit like that just based on the way that you look but if you didn't know that then you hadn't heard that or you hadn't found out about that or you didn't know that that's just the way the world works because you've just watched TV shows your whole life and movies. You've just seen the copaganda. The cops are the good guys. They catch the rapist. Uh, they find the semen sample. And with that, they do it. And then the episode's over. And dun, 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 dun. You're like, oh, yeah. Oh, shit. That's cool. That's, I, wow. Just <laughs> day in the life, eh? <laughs> they got quite a, quite a thing to do. Yeah. Uh, so, you know. Uh, this this applies to the same thing for white people. White people uh, don't know that because they have also been 
programmed like everyone else, like everyone else. Just, just fucking. There may be different kinds of content that you consume, uh, specifically based on what you are in in terms of like ethnicity and cultural and stuff like that. Absolutely, no question. Uh, you know, black families watch different content uh, on average than white families, that kind of stuff. But there are overlaps, and there are things that both people watch. Those that's popular media. That's that's when you get the shows that are that breakthrough shows. Doesn't matter if the cast is white or black. Bill Cosby, examples like that, right? This this kind of stuff permeates within our society, though. It, it doesn't matter. Even even the differences between uh, different forms of media can still reinforce the same stereotypes. You could have black people who uphold white supremacy. Yes, you absolutely can. What do you think Candace Owens is doing? Yes, it, it does. It does not matter that Candace Owens is black. That doesn't give her a pass in her pursuit of upholding white supremacy and these other hierarchies. Like the, the same thing can happen. I just don't think that's how that happens. Maybe for some. Yeah, oh boy, can't wait to oppress women today. Yeah. Okay, fine. Former reactionaries in the chat. Have you ever, when you were reactionary, did you ever, and I, I don't want, I don't want emotes, I want text. Did you ever think of your reactionary tendencies as an active, affirmative desire and interest in the suppression of other groups? Oh, or did you have fears, anxieties, or misconceptions that your reactionary beliefs were meant to no, assuage no, in some way? No, once. That's what I'm never, thinking. Like, you, no, yeah, that's what all, I was no. thinking. Because when I was 12, I wasn't was like defensive. a hyper-woke I thought I was a limb. And when I was 12, no, 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 I probably no. did have some like kind of dumb views about girls. But I never thought I wanted to be better than girls. Just being a tanky I just thought like, well, girls do this, so therefore this. Like, I, it, it was never like, I never felt like I was making a choice. And I don't think a lot of people in reactionary movements do either. I, yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. Like, this is just the feels or the reels. But like, yeah, if you ask me for my POV, I'd probably say the same thing as Vosh. I would, I would be like, so as a man, I, I am a cis man. Uh, I am, uh, I would say, 75% heterosexual. So I, I, I've, uh, you know, loved pursuing women uh, my life. And uh, that, you know, all the questions and, and uh, insecurities and all, all the kind of things that go along with that were really bottled up inside a, a combination of uh, influences that I had from uh, either the media uh, the reinforcement of uh, romantic stereotypes from Disney shit where it's like, uh, well, if you want to actually fall in love, you have to find the one. And uh, the one, uh, once you have found the one, has to be convinced that you love them through a series of gestures. And you continue to gesture until the one wants to love you back. Uh, it's not creepy. It's not stalkery. It's, uh, well, maybe sounds a little unconsensual when I'm saying it out loud. Either way, uh, watch The Notebook uh, because that's what all the ladies love. Uh, they love they love the notebook and uh so uh, in the notebook he convinces uh the romantic partner to go on a date with him uh and if she doesn't he'll kill himself that's that's the scene in the notebook that's that's what gets the date that sets off the romantic endeavor in the notebook okay so maybe that's not the best place to have been uh raised in terms of romance and, and what romance is and what what is a good idea to to, to be in terms of interacting with, with other people and that was my experience it, it certainly was that over i want to reinforce a hierarchy i don't understand yet because i certainly didn't really understand concepts of patriarchy uh even though my mom was like i'm raising you as a feminist you have to learn how to cook and clean because uh you know women are equal to men and are powerful so that was how my mom raised me but even then with that like political indoctrination that was coming from my mother and god bless her that was great indoctrination uh i, I wasn't like uh but i i want to reinforce my power like if i did make sexist uh or racist jokes it wasn't in servitude of reinforcing the my you know white white passing privilege or male privilege uh it was because i was a kid and i liked uh making edgy comments that then got reactions out of my friends or family like i i liked saying something out 
loud, and it could be like I just watched the Flintstones, and in the episode, uh, they're like, hey, hey, you should make me a sandwich. <laughs> and then I said that out loud, and then afterwards, uh, the reaction was both uh, laughter from friends and anger from my mother. So that's that's like that's the the thought process. That's that that's what was going on in my brain. You know? Yeah, mimicking Maybe South Park. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mimicking Simpsons, mimicking South Park, mimicking all the edgy shit online drawn together, you name it. All the edgy cartoons, just mimicking that out loud. Once uh, Chappelle show came along, fucking instantly, uh, unbelievably quotable. Uh, and, and just like, you know, that, doing that stuff all the time. It wasn't because uh, I was like, I, I like this because it's a racist stereotype. I, I like this because it's like, you know, it's a black clan member who's blind uh, and, and doesn't know what's going on. It, it was like the quotes are funny and everyone laughs and, and we all have fun kind of shit, you know, more than it was way more. My, my thought process behind this is to reinforce white supremacy. And here's the interesting thing about all this. It still does. That's that's the fucked up thing. Not not specifically in the Chappelle show, obviously not. That was actually some pretty good transgressive comedy that's pointed out a whole bunch of uh, systemic inequalities. I'm talking about the fact that like, even if my desire or feeling wasn't like, hey, by the way, I want to reinforce white supremacy. I want to reinforce patriarchy. Even though that's the the last thing that was going to my mind. It's in servitude of that. Like if you if you say that Flintstones joke to your to your parents or out loud or like yeah women should get back in the kitchen and make me a sandwich because <laughs> that's that's their role in society. Uh, but you are reinforcing patriarchal stereotypes and, and and laughing about it. It might not be conscious. You don't have to be there. Like okay, so today I want to oppress women. How do I oppress women? Why don't I get out there and I talk about how okay wait I need a good quote. Let's watch a TV show or something. No, you don't need that. But you're still it's it's the, it serves the same purpose things the left offers young people a choice and that kind of like that's that's a little difficult you know the fascist messaging is this is the way the world is so you have no choice to believe x and the leftist messaging is like if you can choose to be better the world can be like this and there's nothing wrong with wanting people to be better but i i do think we could do a bit more to like I, I, well, I know that's just one line, but I do not think that's the, that's the message of the left. To, to be completely fair, I, I think broadly speaking, like it's not like, like if if you were to summarize, what are the goals? Things could be better if we simply interacted and did things in, in a better method. That's going to be more beneficial to society, say like a socialism or eventually a communism, something like that. Um, I, I, I don't think when you boil it down to, to its brass text, that's the only thing. Like, I, I'm, I'm not someone who believes specifically, and I'm, again, don't think Posh is saying this, I'm going off one line, don't believe in uh, only having, say, economic liberty. Because I, I think you have to have multiple, like intersectional, mul multiple different vectors. You, you, we, we need to recognize that, yes, no war but class war. Yes, that 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 is true. And at the same time, uh, you can be a rich-ass black person in america and still be treated like a black person in america that's that it doesn't matter if you're rich as fuck you know you, you can you can have it all you can have billions of dollars you can be a titan you can be a captain of industry you can have a lot of capital and power under capitalism but racism still exists it's racism still real there's there's still again the program shit that we all have in our brains where you may be treated differently if a cop pulls you over just based on the virtue of the fact that you happen to be black you know soften the effectiveness of the the anxiety baiting on the part of the right bosh i went on a date with a dude in college who said he almost got indoctrinated into a cult and only realized when they asked him to cut his hair off and stop talking to women he dipped that for that <laughs> holy shit well, hey glad he dipped there
you don't think that the teen boys do see it as a power play over girls? I mean, once people like Andrew Tate got to them? No, I, I, I don't think teen boys are thinking, I have male privilege that I want to promote and preserve. Teen boys who are chauvinists think women have the privilege. For those of you who haven't been a high school boy, for those of you who don't remember, in a lot of social situations in high school, especially if you're not super popular, it feels like women have the privilege. They can make fun of you, you can't make fun of them. They can hit you, you can't hit them. Uh, this is actually entirely true. This is 100% true. I'm not saying that it is uh, true in relative to society and that like we don't live in a patriarchal society. We do. But uh, when you are, uh, again, alone, awkward, isolated as a young boy, uh, yeah, you start to feel, and it's the same thing, uh, you, you feel like a victim, of course, because life is shitty. And if life is shitty, like, that's valid. Like, life can be shit, and, and life is shit to a lot of people. There's a very, a much smaller percentage of people who live the ideal, like, oh, yeah, they were just Chads and Stacys, super hot, super popular, completely socially, not awkward ever, don't have any mental issues uh, whatsoever, their parents are together, they're happy, they're stable, they're wealthy. Like, that that one storyline is is not the majority. This is not, broadly speaking, the, the whole experience uh so you will then start to reframe things even though that can't be like it's not necessarily true that's the way you start to frame it into your head they get given benefit of the doubt when it comes to misbehavior you don't so you think because again you're a teenage boy you're not a not an evil and by the way and this is uh something that uh i've learned through having wonderful friendships with women and also uh, partnerships with women uh is that the woman's experience or at least the teenage girl experience in high school as well as growing up is also in its own ways uh very very isolating and scary it's one of those things where you grow up and everything can be seeming uh fun and wholesome and all of a sudden when you reach a certain age uh usually around 12 or 13 we start hitting puberty all of a sudden all the people who were once nice to you and your family and friends uh, let's just say uncles and stuff like that start to become super creepy and then people on the street start to stare at you and then you can't really wear short clothing anymore because it gets super fucked up because all these people are staring at you all the time being like uh, what's going on uh, so that's scary and isolating and on the other end you might think well this is fucked up why why did this happen all of a sudden we're like oh, you know i just feel all these eyes on me all the time just like rip you know, I think sometimes it's like when you, uh, you you talk to people about like the racial issue as well, where it's just like if you're white like myself, you don't know what it's like to, 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 to be racially profiled all the time. Sometimes even like would you consider friendly ways, you know, like I, I don't walk into a room full of black people and they ask to like touch my hair that like that ne never happened. Not once, not, not amongst my black friends, not, not in a room of uh, people I work with or colleagues in, in previous jobs or anything. I have never been in a room full of black people where at one point or another they're like, can we? Can, can I just, can I just do a little, oh, neat, different. <laughs> yeah, sorry, does that make you feel awkward or other? No, okay, well, either way, but like, thank you. That, that was fun, right? Evil Bond villain sociology graduate. Um, you think, wow, women have it easier in so many ways. Well, f f them then, you know, whatever. Okay, well, fine. So guys got to do this then. You're not thinking like, ah, yes, of course. These are all, these have are I all. Have I had a six inch mohawk? No, that sounds fucking badass. No, my, my hair grows into a fro if I let it go wild. Like my mom has this kind of like awesome, really giant wavy, like matey hair. And it's like, it, it looks powerful. For me, it just goes like frim <laughs> like that. Oh reflexive uh, uh blowbacks to the nature of it'd be wild if we started doing that like, <laughs> like, 
it's like honestly maybe maybe it's a good joke you know it's all the black people watching maybe that's the thing we gotta start we gotta start having just black people randomly being like oh by the way can i can i touch your hair <laughs> like why do you want to touch my hair that's a very weird thing to say to someone who you don't have, like, an intimate relationship with, you know? I, I don't even think I would do that to my brothers or sisters. <laughs> I want to walk up to them and be like, I'd like to touch your hair, please. And be like, why? Is there something in it? Do you want to, like, help me or something? No, it's just different. Different to me. So I want to feel the texture of that different hair. Let's let's see what's going on there. <laughs> see, I'm actually the real power holder here. I just don't uh. think that's how it works. There, dude, a lot of people don't want to. But see, that's the thing, right? Like, unless you, like, as as a white person, unless you were told that by, you know, black people around you who are like, yeah, that's the thing. White people do that. White people do that all the time. They're like, hey, uh, can I touch your hair? It, it was a Family Guy joke. It was in fucking Family Guy, okay? Where, where like, um, Peter Griffin touches uh, a black character's hair, and then all of a sudden it's like, it's like a sheep. Like, that that was a scene in Family Guy. This, this is not only such a big social phenomenon that it has translated itself into to our media and print, you know? <laughs> the conservatives legitimately believe people that just white read people out are touch it though. these days. It's like, because black people get affirmative so action. Weird. You can't say the N-word, but white people can be told they're crackers. And also we get news stories when cops shoot black people, but not as often when they shoot white people. At least it feels that way. The, 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 the belief they have that they're now like the oppressed group because of reverse racism, that's a real belief, you know? It doesn't make it right. It's not right. But it is a real belief that a lot of them have. So approaching them Holy shit, that is going to be clipped. I, I can see if you stop this clip just seconds before Vosh just said that. <laughs> that's probably on Twitter right now, isn't it? Where right before he adds, it doesn't make it right that they believe that. Like, but just cutting out at that. But that's a valid belief. Like, well, neo-Nazi Vosh admits on camera, live on stream to his thousands of followers. Like saying stuff like, ah, yes, well, you want to actively increase your power over black people. It makes no sense to them. It makes you sound Someone like wanted to touch my hair when I was a toddler? Well, so maybe that's normal for toddlers, factors, though, right? right? Uh, you know, the cost of living going up and COVID-19 and political disarray. These instabilities also probably... He said real, not valid, true. I'm, I'm already, I'm already defaming him. I agree. Hey, you know what one of the big one is? People, guys, can't afford to take girls out on dates. This isn't the case with you, like, woke inner city types or whatever, but in a lot of areas, men are expected to plan the date and pay for the date. And dates are expensive, and people are desperately poor and can barely afford anything. And that does make a lot of guys feel really insecure when it comes to, like, well, can I even date? Like, is this even an option? Can I even afford to, like, hang out with other people? You know? Yeah, like, obviously there are ways to go on free dates, but, like, let's not pretend this isn't a thing people think about, right? Um, but there are things we can do to, like... Yeah, I, 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 that that is 100% true. Uh... I, uh, as someone who, you know, I'm very happy in my current relationship with my partner, but, uh, in terms of, uh, like all my friends who are dating right now, it's expensive. It's expensive. I, I, I don't still know why we have these kind of old ass, uh, archetypes where it's like, well, the man is the provider. He's the breadwinner. He's obviously going to bring home the quote bacon. And so if we expect him to bring home the bacon, he better demonstrate that with a series of gestures. So hopefully he can pay for some expensive dinners and activities and then buy some shiny things like jewels. That's right. Ladies, you like jewels, right? Look at all the jewels I've gotten for you. These were harvested in mines by poor children who are dead now but look at all the jewels you get to carry and have thanks to me a good popular man a sigma who has the power to buy you these jewels that's that's what's expected right like for for every real problem there is the way like an andrew tate type 
would give an answer and there's the way we might give an answer. They might say like, oh yeah, times are tough because you're not working hard enough and girls only care about money, so you better hit the fucking grindstone. And the left-leaning person could say, yeah, you're a victim of social and economic austerity. In the meantime, do you think there are ways you could find like cheaper like ways to interact with people? Like here are some cool local events you could go to or like here's some stuff you could get into. And in my experience, this or that's nice. That's an answer that's kind, true, effective, does not entail an ideological compromise on our part. And it reaches out in a way, but I've not, like a lot of leftists to that, they would be like, why do I have to cater to men's dating? Why do I have to care whether or not these incels are getting pussy? Which is just such a contemptuous and vile way. I'm serious. That's how a lot of them would, would react. Because I've seen them react that way. I've seen that on social media in the past week. Where, where they're like, oh, oh, kindness? Kindness to men? What the f***? Dude. the reason young men flock to alt-right movements uh very reductive third I, I think this tweet kind of comes with the implication that i live in the seattle area a ton of women here still expect men to pick up the tab and play breadwinner self-proclaimed progressives usually professional managerial class look look nobody's a perfect progressive okay um there are guys who are progressive but they still kind of like the fact that their size and strength makes people give them pause or, or, or take pause around them right like I speaking as somebody who's like that, okay? On one hand, the idea that men are the sole arbiters of violence in society is a patriarchal one. At the same time, I do like being big and strong. Uh, there are women who are feminist and blah, blah, blah. But like, if you're a chick, you're going to get mad about a guy paying for your meal. I, I can't, you know, like, we're not perfect. Nobody's perfect. Um, it doesn't really track to me because I pay for everything anyway. Because because if you pick up a leftist on Seattle Tinder, odds are they're making something in the ballpark of one-tenth to one-twentieth what I mean. <laughs> you know, if you pick up a blue hair on Seattle Tinder, and, and, and it's probably, you know, I'll leave that to the rent. I'll, I'll, get, I'll get the coffee. Um, <laughs> I, it's funny hearing that. Isn't that like the Babylon Bee meme? <laughs> it's like, uh, every SJW blue hair just broke as fuck. So I don't, I don't have much experience with, like, arguing over splitting the check. You know who also doesn't? You know who also doesn't have any experience with that? Because everything in his life gets paid for? Ooh. Hello. Okay. Cute. Right away, huh? Mwah. Something back there that's interesting to you? The back of my... <clears throat> Giving Whoa, you... advice, like... <laughs> that, was, that was, like, a Trump and the Eagle moment. I think you got further away from the actual impact, though. Four? Ooh. Hello. Okay. Right away, huh? Mwah. Something back there that's interesting to you? The back of my... Oh, that wasn't too bad. Oh, ooh, look at this. You can see that, like, that, that's it's quite the talon. Right here? And right here, too? Yeah, not pleasant. Y'all you, you, saw when Chico, like, climbed up on me on stream one time. I was just like, you know, just here. And then all of a sudden I was, like, talking about J.K. Rowling. And then he batted me in the face and his paw. He's like, he's got, like, big claws, too. And I'm like, ah! And then for, like, a couple days you can see, like, little red lines just, like, all on the side. Giving people advice, like, self-help advice, is this really important, impactful that thing? That cat is a misogynist. Uh, I disagree. <laughs> I don't really think that... Ooh. Okay, I might, I might directly disagree with what he's saying here. Self-help online advice is all that helpful to people uh, because I think you already know all the advice that anybody on the internet could possibly tell you. If I was asked, okay, mm, uh, mm, I'll let him finish. Uh, Big Joel, what advice do you give to young men? Um, this is what I'd say: Young men, um, do things that are good in your opinion. Do things that you think are good. Um, okay, wait, never mind. 
Okay, wait, before you, you disagree, I'm going to, the first time, I'm going to fundamentally disagree with Big Joel here. Uh, your pain is valid. That's, 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 I think, the biggest message going forward. That's, that's got to be a big one, especially to all dudes. Your sadness or your pain or your suffering is valid. It's okay to be shitty and, and to express it and to talk about it and then to work upon it uh, because that's a really big thing because that's what I think they are getting pushback from from liberal circles. If you get into a liberal circle and you're introducing these kind of concepts and ideas and it's like, hey, by the way, this sucks because of whamming or this sucks because of the jizz or this blah, 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 blah. It's like you have to know your white privilege, sir. You have to check your white privilege. And you, did you know how much privilege you have? It's like, well, my, my parents, both work two jobs i never see them dad's an uber driver most of the time i live in a really shitty part of town i i'm very sad i i, I don't really understand my own gender sexuality because i'm not allowed to talk about them and that scares me and i'm also kind of suicidal and all this kind of stuff uh yeah the the biggest possible outreach and what should be reaffirmed over and over and over is that your pain is valid it's completely fine acceptable and it's hey it's fucking it's brave of you to want to talk about it it's brave of you to want to express it should be shut down for that shit should be empowered for that shit let's get it talking if that's if that's big joel's image of advice maybe maybe i understand where he's coming from I don't imagine that I have a better answer for what those things are than you do. You know, you know yourself, but you know, of course you know what those things are. Maybe you think exercising is good. Maybe you think you should pick up a skill. Maybe you think you should. Okay. What Big Joel is suffering from here is like, I'm tr I don't know if there's a specific term for it, but do you ever feel like. Women won't fuck me is not worth my time, to be honest. That in and of itself, obviously, I think it's kind of reductive to think that, like, you know, a lot of these dudes are basically like, I cannot have the pussy, therefore I want to kill everything. Um, I, I think what is probably more universal is a lot of these people, young men, have been reinforced and reprogrammed multiple times by society, growing up in society, uh, to be seeking a, a, a series of objectives. It's that they have to be able to find the hottest and sexiest of partner. Also uh, have lots of very hot and sexy sex with other hot people. And also be very, very successful at the capitalism and win. Win the game. So we're all in competition with each other. And so your worth as a man is going to be based on your breadwinnings and how hot you fuck. So who you fuck and how much you fuck. That's going to be, this is going to be your value, uh, your worth. And on the other end, uh, we're going to value women uh, based on, how hot they are just in general so based on their beauty how much they can make themselves look physically appealing to all of us that's going to be their worth on the other end so we got these two things and they're going to balance each other out and this is the chads and the stacys this is how they will find each other you know the ultimate chads will only get the stacys and of course everyone's going after the stacys because they got the biggest titties so everyone wants stacy well this entire thing it's just absolute nonsense it's garbage it's very unhealthy it's just an incredibly unhealthy healthy way to live for everybody uh involved it, it makes emotionally stunted weird ass dudes who don't wash their dicks uh and it makes women feel like their only self-worth is based on the value that they get reaffirmation from on how attractive they are in both cases this it's a terrible broken system that that, sh that should cease to exist you know that's the basically it like some lefties have no advice to give on life other than do what makes you happy um well that's exactly what's happening here i guess
Um, so a couple of things. First of all, whether you think it's helpful or not, the modern generation, like modern Zoomers, grow up on the internet and they model their lives around the advice of people online. That's not a prescription sure. state or statement on my part. That's just no, what it's just like. Yeah, sure. um, it, sure. Whether you think they need it, whether you think it's good, it, it, it's sure. a fact that they do this. Yeah. Big Joel and possibly myself might be the youngest people who grew up before that was the case. I really? I grew up just barely. Wait, is Vosh like a baby millennial? I'm an old millennial, by the way. I'm, I'm like on the other end of the, the millennials, but uh, I, I did not know. That. I know that I've, you know, I've had them both on my show before. I know that Big Joel's kind of younger. Like the end? I think he's 28. Is 28 the last millennial? Were you the last millennial, Vosh? Are, are you one of the last, like, generations of people who grew up prior? Uh, he's a baby millennial. He's younger than 30. Oh, interesting. I, he's I 21? No, he's not 21. <laughs> Nick Fuentes and, like, Hinkle are 21, okay? You can tell in how fucking unbearably immature they both are. It's like, yes, you are both behaving like 21-year-olds right now. This is not to throw shade on 21-year-olds. I was just 21 at one point, and I was just, like, kind of a fucking train wreck piece of shit, too, you know? Uh, it's a good thing I did not have a public platform at that time, because I was not in a responsible headspace to be able to talk about these kind of issues. But, hey, they have them now. <laughs> graduated from high school in 2011. 26 is the cutoff for millennials? Okay, 26. So he's a, he's a, he's a mid-tier. Yeah. Xander Hall is close to being 21. Actually... It's By then, really YouTube young. was already fully rolling along, but I feel like when I Hinkle's 21, he looks like he's 40. <laughs> was a teenager when That's I was true. 13, 14. It was the absolute <laughs> beginning of YouTube. Like, I remember the, the big YouTube video, the big first one was that, like, uh, different dance styles one of the guy. There's like 20 classic songs that play, and he dances differently to all of them. I remember YouTube this. Didn't really have like cults of personality back then, the history of dance. I was at the very beginning of, of that. So I grew up taking my personality beats, mostly from the people around me, and sometimes from movies and TV shows that I enjoyed. Uh, people like to model themselves off media they consume because it's a good way of getting outside the bubble of family and friends to see what broader society expects of you and what you could be, what the outer limits of human behavior are. But nowadays, the internet is all-consuming. It is everywhere, uh, and, and that is where it they It permeates us all, uh, it, there's no penetrates us, stimulates us, tickles us. In my us. personal opinion, I think the advice you're giving is, is kind of awful because... It's not a wonder that you think all the good advice has already been given, if that's what you're framing. You, I think giving, giving good advice requires, um, I'm trying to think of the best way to phrase this, because again, I really respect Joel. Give an example of good advice right now. Well, I did earlier with like uh, the guys... Um, like, By the way, this is really healthy. Uh, healthy. Uh, it's 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 actually a good thing to to have people uh, engaged in non uh, derogatory criticisms of each other, especially amongst the left. I, I uh, see absolutely nothing wrong with it. I do feel though that your cat has fucking massacred your chair. Holy fuck, my dude. Like, look at all this shit. Maybe, I don't know if the resolution is working in 1080p the way it is for me when I see this, but holy fuck. This this looks like a fucking uh, a devastating graveyard uh, of all cat claw marks. Like, this all cat claw. The, the entire thing. Yeah. 
Damn, I'm not. A, I'm like I. I do not dislike cats. I think they're adorable, lovely. I love all animals. Okay, uh, but I, I. I'm you know I. I, I have a dog and I. Uh, I like dogs. I, I. don't have to deal with that shit. I, I don't have to deal. Like here, yeah, look, there. There it is. There, there's the inspection. Not a single claw mark. He claws my face. You know, Chico will climb up here and be like, I'm like, okay, fine. You hate J.K. Rowling. We don't have to turn this into a thing. Um, but he doesn't like just violently scrape on the the fabrics you know trying to find like cheap local things to go to i'm trying to think of like a really good okay giving really good advice requires making assumptions that progressives might not like to make assumptions apart from yeah. being able to make an ass out of you and me um are important in this case because the stuff people need advice on is usually kind of specific so here's some advice that you could give men when it comes to dating that is like ubiquitous, okay? That you would have to make no assumptions for, that you could make safely with no risk whatsoever of implying anything about how people behave, okay? Be nice to women. Great. I think most guys have probably heard that one before. Uh, I think we have to officially cancel Vosh. That last one, that, that, he said some fucked up shit. But that, talking about whammon, the very same whammon who use their magical vaginas, and some of them even have magical cocks, to manipulate us men. We are but, we are but servants to their cocks and vaginas. It's not, not something that I can ever agree upon. For. But you can, you can try for something a little bit more pointed if you're willing to take a risk and make a couple of assumptions. If you're a guy and you're interested in women, crazy, I know, in this modern woke-a-day world, uh, here's something that you have to keep in mind, okay? Women are inundated with a deluge of propositions from men. They get them all the time. And uh, oftentimes, they're pretty low-quality propositions. Uh, you know, if they're mm -hmm. on social media, True. Tinder, even in person, they get this a lot. Uh, well, and just kind of by virtue of being on the internet, <laughs> you know, what's like, what's amazing is listening to trans women who have gone completely in terms of a transformative uh, experience from being very male presenting to being, broadly speaking, completely uh, accepted as female presenting in society, being like, oh, yeah, so the, 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 there's a switch uh, in terms of the way you are treated. Yeah, you kind of go from being like, uh, I'm, I'm afraid to walk too close to women because they think I'm going to like, you know, hurt them or abduct them. So I kind of walk a little slower to like just dudes staring at you all the time and then just just by virtue of existing you know on the internet uh they're like hey how are you doing uh, i'm okay penis <laughs> penis disca did you ask for cock uh are you doing all right what about penis are you ready for a new penis angle and it's like well that's ooh, yeah weird uh super strange fucked up yep so Probably stop that, you know, prob probably stop just, just sending the penis unprovoked, uh, you know, that's, uh, it's, it's assault, uh, you know, you're sexually assaulting someone by uh, not consenting to the demonstration of your naked junk, uh, but, and again, I say this as a lover of the penis, uh, the penis can be a beautiful thing, but probably, 
probably uh, you, you should uh, wait for uh, the consent of the other party to, to request said penis. And then my next piece of advice would be to uh, perhaps uh, decorate the penis a bit. Like, just the penis in and of itself, just isolated. It's like dick. It's like, okay, well, everyone's seen uh, a lot of those. But what what if there was some scenery and or what if the the dick was presented in a way that it was more than simply a penis? Well, okay, now, we've well, you know, I'm not saying you have to go full Monet on this, but I'm, I'm just saying could probably be more interesting than, than previous. And the reason for this is because many times women are the gatekeeper of sex and relationships. That's a statement leftists don't like. I'm not sure why, because it's objectively true in almost every culture on earth, but... So I've I've also both heard and repeated that sentiment, and I I I don't have data on this because it was like it was a weird thing to look for because I was trying room. to I was trying to back this one up with like is 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 this demonstrable? Do do we have like it, it, looking because that would be a weird thing to try and record for? We don't really take a lot of data in on simply consensual interactions between humans. So in the vast majority of consensual interactions between men and women, was it the woman who was specifically the gatekeeper? And again, I've both I have both said and 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 repeated that, and also heard it said in other uh, uh, in other situations. Um, what is the definition of this? How are we the gatekeepers under patriarchy? See, this is the that's the part that I, I I've like when I started doing reading on this, come to like recognize. I was like, even if it comes down to and maybe this is the old thing where it's like, uh, you know, it's hard being a woman, uh, but uh, I, I and I appreciate that. I'm saying this as a dude, dude who loves the ladies. Um, hard being a woman, though, you know, it's a man's world, uh, but you do get the free drinks, so, I don't know, has anyone ever brought that up? I mean, you can probably trade a lot of different things, I mean, disproportionate rates of sexual abuse and stuff like that, but you do get the free drinks, there's, there's, there's that, I mean, don't have too many, or people might suggest that you were, uh, perhaps, uh, asking for it, that kind of stuff, yeah, but you, the free drinks, uh, you know, so... There's, there's that. I mean, you know, let's not talk about gender gaps and other things like that. Um, but there is certainly within the dating situation uh, this uh, reinforced belief, uh, I think, that men always want it and uh, women are basically uh, at times also wanting it. And when those times sync up, uh, everything is great, which... I, I'm going to be honest, I think is incredibly misguided. Uh, not specifically me targeting Vosh here. Actually, this is me targeting myself. Because again, I, I would say as, as, as much as maybe like five or six years ago, um, I, I was experiencing pushback on that kind of a content or, or on that kind of a take and being like, well, ultimately under a patriarchal system, we still have to acknowledge that there are a lot of factors at play that, uh, you know, will manipulate and impact uh, the core team, if you will, the the, the men and women trying to turn to get together and have some uh, good old consensual sex, uh, and uh, whether or not that consensual sex is being uh, gatekept by women, as relationships are being gatekept by men, is is, is kind of the, the thesis on this. Um... But to be totally frank, uh, I, I do not, I do not think, I, I do not genuinely think, um, if, if you look at the way that a patriarchal system is set up, that it, it's fair for us to say or make that assumption or, or, or even go down that road because 
it's still under patriarchy. There, there is still an enormous power imbalance, uh, and there's there's a power imbalance between all genders, like all of them, all you know, six hundred and seventy-two trillion genders. That's the official number right now. Uh, between all the genders, there, there's massive power imbalances. I, 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 yeah, and again, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, it it, it has to be acknowledged. Non-binary genders are often the most powerful, uh, but do we have the data on this? Do, do we have the, the, the facts and the yeah. figures? How so? Usually, it is the... A woman not wanting to have sex with you is not women gatekeeping sex. True. Very true. The woman's interest. I am not saying that he's saying that, by the way, but I'm just reading your comment in chat. Like, that will have to be worked for more so than the guys. It's not a 100% thing, obviously. But ignoring that fact, that that's the case for, like, a lot of interactions, you know? So, um, the part that, like... It's 100% true in terms of what uh, I think Vosh the Road is going down in terms of like, uh, well, if you went out clubbing on any given night, it would probably be more easy for you as a woman to find sexual partners simply based on the fact that, you know, the, the experience itself will and how people interact with each other will result in more dudes uh, uh, being like, oh, yes, I am, I am open to having the sex now because I want to be having the sex having. Uh, but broadly speaking, you can't apply that, even if that was true or demonstrable or observable in any way, uh, to society writ large when, again, you, you live under a, a patriarchal system. A patriarchal system that oppresses all genders. So that's, like, that's the part, that's the part where it, uh, it doesn't It's doesn't certainly the way young men, like, perceive things. And it's, and it's reflective of young men's dating experience, by the way. I, I, okay, so I agree with this. I think the problem there, though, is that... Um, this is more patriarchal bullshit. This is this is more toxic mask shit. This is this is like, if dudes are, are reinforced by the way that it's uh, it's on your job to be uh, again protectors, breadwinners, capitalists, uh, earners, but most importantly, slay that fucking puss dog. If that's the idea, and then it's reflected and then reinforced within society that women, on the other end, are supposed to be uh, virgins and pure and, and noble and trad wives. If these two things. Uh, going in the then we need to uh stop that that bad it's it's not good it's not good to be reinforced uh repeatedly within society we, we need to work towards abolishing that so it's perfectly wonderfully okay for women to both either enjoy or not enjoy sex and to want or not want sex and to want or not want sex with any number of genders doesn't matter then you know again trillions and trillions of genders to choose from whatever they're into they're perfectly and totally healthy and welcome to do that and that's uh that's probably the way we should stop vilifying uh women as, as in it's okay to have either sexual interest or no sexual interest in your life also completely noble and based to not have any interest in having sex whatsoever being ace asexual any of that kind of stuff but that that's okay you don't have to be pure you don't have to be uh dependent on a man you don't have to worry about a man being the breadwinner for you because on the other end we're going to go back to the dudes and be like so hey my dudes uh, bro talk uh totally totally bodacious and or chill and crunk for you to want to have uh, all the puss smashing that you can have uh, at your disposal uh, just a buffet of the puss totally based if you want to do that 
also though completely based if you don't uh and also completely based if you're kind of like a monogamous dude who just wants to fall in love and and and, and enjoy one person sexually also guess what super based uh if you want to to hook up with a dude because that's the way that you uh swing so that's that's also based and also your worth and value shouldn't be based on your ability to protect women and defend the womb that's that's probably not how we should value men we value women based on how hot they are and we value men based on can they protect and defend the womb that's patriarchy i i fucking i just summarized patriarchy in a single sentence there you go y'all we cracked it yes that there it is uh women are, are valued based on their looks and men are valued based on protecting the womb that's that's patriarchy baby that's the that's the whole thing <laughs> defend your, the womb uh, high school, the idea that like Guys are kind of like latently interested in, in people, but and, and women are the ones you have to impress, to woo, to work for, to court, to charm. That's just how it is. But that's why I think they don't like saying it. Does it speak perhaps a little bit to the problem that this Clean whole thing revolves room. around? That something might be true, but leftists don't like saying it because it makes them uncomfortable? You can talk about this in a completely straightforward and like so... Straight? What? Um, next is the midnight. These Andrew Tates and Jordan Petersons pickup artists always resurge every five to ten years. Do we have to contend with every time? Is there a way to end this for at least thirty years? And Lorenz uh, ZB, I'm using Z, the Canadian Z. Thank you very much for subscribing. I appreciate that. Um, uh, a lot of this stuff is reinforced by capitalism, uh, as the chat is pointing out. A lot, a lot of this, like, if the value of a man is based on his ability to protect and uh, provide for his family, how do you provide for your family? Well, what, what is family providing? Is it emasculating if we had a system where every single human being was taken care of? Would that be emasculating? Would you be less of a man if you didn't have to worry about your rent? If, would you be less of a man if you didn't have to worry about your food, your children's food, your health care, your kids' health care, your kids' schooling? Would that emasculate you? Would you lose your value as a person at that point because you can no longer provide those things i hope the fuck not because that's what we should be working towards we have the ability we have the riches now to do that we, we have enough wealth to provide for everyone i'm talking all seven billion fucking human beings we could house them all we could feed them all we we, we throw out an excessive amount of food and, and, and especially if you're in the west if you're in the west it's like 40 percent of the food that we fucking harvest we throw out we just we throw it in the gutter we're like, well nope <laughs> bye <laughs> So, uh, by the, the numbers, the brass tax is we can take care of everybody. If that's the case, if we could just do a rearrangement of how our economic system works to be able to take care of everyone, if people's needs are met because we can afford to do it, instead of allowing for six fucking dudes to control half the wealth, like, is, is that's not normal or good or healthy. Does anyone actually like that? That six people can have half of the wealth of the entire planet? I, I would hope that most people don't. So, if we were to change that, make things better, are you less of a man? Do you feel like less of a man if things are a little bit easier for you? Because I'll tell you as someone who has, at times in my life, depended on the help of other human beings, no, it, it's never made me less of a man to admit that I am in a bad place or need help or need financial help or, 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 need, uh, or need assistance or just a shoulder to cry on. It has not demasculated me. If anything, it has fucking chattified me on, on the spot. Like, you can see the jawline increase by, like, 27% the moment that happens. And, and then all of a sudden, it's like, 
GigaChad shit. I mean, it's it's shrunk since then, but like it did happen on the spot. It, it was just it was just like that, and now it's it's back to normal. But but that's fucking awesome. I I didn't know that you know. Then we could probably represent this in science somehow. That that's what happens. You chad the fuck out in those fucking moments. So it, it's not that like that's gonna be one of the biggest things about trying to shift the paradigm, moving away from a patriarchal system. Is that ultimately, uh, it's gonna be healthier for everyone, and everyone's gonna have to admit that like it doesn't make you less of an anything you know you're not less of a woman uh if you aren't uh super emotional and and you don't actually like cry that doesn't make you less of a woman you're not less of a woman if you don't even have a womb or a vagina that doesn't make you less of a woman you know you aren't more of a man if you have a larger sized penis you aren't less of a man if you have a smaller sized prostate like this 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 is not like you are not going to be man or not man based on this arbitrary nonsense that we as a society at any given time and it changes all fluctuates sometimes we're like oh well the real manly men need to put on some makeup i say how about a wig and some rouge and then fucking get some of that uh, lithium makeup that everyone's talking about it's in vogue yes those are manly men and then things are going to change they're going to switch again now we're going back to the whole fucking lumberjack fucking i want a man i want a dude who uh, has a fuck ton of chest hair yeah i want i want a big burly man with a lot of chest and muscles well uh fuck you i can't grow chest hair okay because I, i'm part indigenous and I, I i just i don't grow chest hair i'm naturally hairless on my back and chest so does that make me less of a man i say no I say no. I, I I would like to strive for a world in which a man is not quantified by the number of hairs, either on his chest or his testy satchel. It, it, it should not matter, you know? Theologically valid way. You can talk about it in an intersectional fashion. There's plenty of good feminist literature on the dynamic with dating and courtship. So why can't we just talk about it? Why why can't we just say, like, yeah, generally Agreed. men are the ones expected to approach? And like, here's and, and that's the cool thing about all this, by the way. I know I'm agreeing sometimes with Vosh, disagreeing sometimes with Vosh, agreeing sometimes with Big Joel, disagreeing sometimes with Big Joel. But ultimately, this is a healthy conversation to be had, especially amongst people uh, and content creators on the internet. It is good to speak about this shit. And it's good that lefties are talking about this and seeing where they, they meet and intersect. I think that is all wonderful. This is good shit, you know? Basic stuff on how to talk without coming across as creepy. Leftists will only say, yeah, don't be creepy when talking to women. But I'm willing to say how not to be creepy. And I say this as someone with plenty of experience. Other people do too. Talking to women. That's how you know this shit's fresh right off the dome. Like the stuff that I've said about um, when you're having a conversation with somebody uh, at a party in any kind of social situation, make sure to occasionally ask questions of them or to prompt responses so they can tell you implicitly how they feel about the convo you're having. That way you can know whether they're interested in talking to you without having to directly ask them like some kind of weirdo. You know what I mean? You can be at a party and be talking about, oh, and by the way, if you're talking to new people, feel free to talk about your interests. Be interesting. Talk about what you care about. Don't be boring. Actually, I can add a little mini piece of uh, advice to this. Uh, so when it comes to speaking to people uh, in general at uh, social scenarios or, or people you may be interested in uh, forming friendships and or sexual relationships with in, in time or any of that kind of stuff, um, you should also at a certain point recognize that like I don't like the, uh, the advice from the self-help people that are kind of like, they try to teach you like a dialogue tree. It's kind of like, hey, to be able to, you know, hit on the ladies, smash that puss, what you really need to do is you need to be able to answer these questions three. If you get past the questions three, then you unlock the vagine. That's how the whole system works. And, and it's like, this it's just weird shit. You, you're going to have all this fucked up stuff running through your head where you're like, oh, have I demonstrated that I am uh, an appropriate male, uh, not a sub five enough? Maybe I need to 
to Peacock. Like, uh, okay, uh, you should be having conversations to have conversations. I know, radical, wild, but you should actually be having conversations because you want to actually interact with another human being and talk about them. Don't do the shit where everyone does where we define ourselves based on what we do uh, at our jobs and that and that alone. Be in, you know, you can be, talk about interests that, you know, may be specific to you, all that kind of stuff. I totally agree with Vouch uh, on that one. Uh, but also, you should have conversations to have conversations. And I, I mean that in the sense that, like, not every talk that you ever have with another human being should be in the servitude or goal of smashing that puss. As in, like, hey, I'm going to talk to this person. Hopefully, if I talk to them, uh, I'm going to get into the, the, the sex having. Yes, uh, that that will happen. Get me into some WAP. Uh, it, it should actually be that I, I, I'm going to have a conversation with other human beings to have a conversation with them. And wow, this person I'm talking to right now is super fucking interesting. I didn't know that she plays Elden Ring. I didn't know that not only does she play Elden Ring, but holy fuck, does she have a wild ass loadout? I I, I, I think I'm maybe crushing a wee bit, but this is pretty cute. I'm gonna get to know this person more. And then along the way, could be like, oh, well, uh, this turns out to be someone that I just wanted to have a good friendship with. And that's what we're gonna be. We're gonna be good friends until the end of time. That's super cute, cozy, and wonderful. Turns out, uh, or alternative. Uh, this person is someone who uh, I'm actually deeply interested in and we have the best sex ever we literally are like a couple of spider people who just crawl over the walls fucking in every corner of the house and it's the greatest thing that's ever happened and as a dude I have at least 27 orgasms a day also based and or awesome you know but but you never know that until you start having again the conversation and the conversation treating women like people with, with like people with ideas, thoughts, uh, intelligence, concepts, uh, you know, uh, radically different ways of seeing the world than you do, just like men or non-binary people have all of these things. So that's that's also something that could be done on the spot, you know? I'm sure you all care about cool stuff. Be a little autistic. Girls love autists. And prompt a couple of responses, and if they seem interested, you can keep it going. But if they're giving you kind of short, jilted replies, you can just say, oh, that's been fun talking to you. Hey, have a wonderful day. You can head on space. go get a drink. What I just said right there, I feel like that's so fine. Is that, did I just say something problematic? I mean, I guess I made an autism joke. I'm autistic, so I think I have the right to. I feel like what I just said. I, okay, so uh, as, as someone who obviously uh, is on the SJW blue-haired woke side of the left that I scold anyone I don't feel has appropriately attained leftism to a certain barometer, as you know me for, I, what? No? I, I think that's space to be like, uh, yeah, uh, people are into autists, uh, as in like, yeah, they, they, they find me sexually attractive. That's not not something that would, uh, would change that. I, I often get uh, like detractors or people who are really, really bad at me uh, be like, Lance, uh, you are a big-lipped uh, trans, lesbian, autistic, blah, 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 all this kind of stuff. And I'm always like, none of the things you've just said are insulting. Like, I, I don't find any of that insulting. Like, oh, I, those are all cool things. So so why why do you think that has power? Like, why, why, why do you think this is holding power over me right now, you know? <laughs> like... <laughs> That is, is, is Trans people, based, lesbians, based, people with autism, based, like, uh, what do you want me to do? J just be here and be like, oh my, no, the things. <laughs> like, not in any way a problem for, for, like, leftism. But then why do people chafe at that kind of advice? You know? We need real advice here. We need, like, an actual empathetic willingness to insert ourselves into people's, like, perceived experiences and work out, well, how can we help these people? Thank you, Merrick. I agree. And you know what really bothers me is that we do this with young women. 
On the left, with young women, go online, you will find an infinite patience on the part of the online left for examining and giving advice to situations young women may find themselves in when it comes to the behavior of young men. Huh? Hey, is this guy being creepy? Hey, is this guy being weird, expectant? Um, hey, how do I deal with this? Social expectations here. I see an infinite patience for going, okay, let's really talk about this issue. Let's actually like set aside the like boilerplate, easy responses, take a moment and like Clean actually listen. But 298, thank you very much for I subscribing. don't see that for guys. Like I really, really don't. And that sucks. That's the advice I'm talking about. Not like do good things, right? It is, Berman. That's true. In a day-to-day, moment-to-moment bit, when we're talking about life and death stuff, it's true that sometimes this stuff hits harder for femmes, but that willingness to listen to them goes way beyond just life or death. It can go down to social convenience. It can go down to happiness. Uh, I mean, I see people in chat being, uh, you know, really angry at that comment. Uh, like, I agree women aren't killing men uh, in, like, any even fractionally representational uh, equality. Like, it, it's just dramatic. The, the overwhelming majority of both uh, physical and sexual violence occur towards women, primarily from cis men. That, that's just, like, that's the data. But I don't think that's what he's saying at this moment. I don't think he's not saying that it's not important to either bring that up or talk about that. Uh, it's that there isn't uh, also conversations about, because they're often seen, like, it would be super weird if I tweeted out right now, I want to uh, really reach out and appeal to uh, young white men. If I just said that sentence out loud, if I was just like, blah, blah, blah. A lot of people are like, well, whoa, why? Did Come on, Lance, you, you speak all the time about capitalism, hierarchies, patriarchy. Uh, you, you speak about blah, blah, blah. Like, why would you do that? And it's like, it's it's not uh, to invalidate any, any of that. It, it would be like at this moment, I, I'm specifically, because they seem to be a group that is largely ignored. Uh, by the left because uh, again there, there's this overlap in this liberal conversation about privilege and supremacy and all that kind of stuff but that doesn't mean uh, that uh, you know young white men or young white boys aren't uh, having a fucking terrible time just in the same way that every other group may be having a terrible time under capitalism and then different vectors affect and make things worse so uh, being a poor young black man would uh, both have the poverty of being poor and also the racial subjugation uh, broadly speaking, in society uh, that comes with that, uh, or oppression, I should say, is probably a better word. Uh, but that doesn't mean that being a poor white man also doesn't suck because you're poor and white, right? So, that, and I think that that kind of gets lost in the conversation sometimes because ultimately, I would I would want less white people to be going down that fucking pipeline. I would want less white people to be in this, uh, like, not recognize their whiteness, not not even understand whiteness, not not even understand what it is uh, in society. That whiteness changes over time. That whiteness is about uh, artificial hierarchies. That that you know, historically, what is or what is not white is something that that whiteness was invented to subjugate other races that were again artificially created constructs, and we still seem like way down the line today. You 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 see the ramifications of all this, you know, like racism never stopped it's, it's not like all of a sudden it turned off like this this is the way the society is structured we have a white supremacist patriarchal society and we should work towards abolishing that is pretty much it expanding this teach young men how to not be creeps instead of just telling them to not be creeps see that's probably a good way to say it michael 
it, uh, teach men to not be creeps instead of telling them to not be creeps. Well, here's the thing. Like, maybe if it's just like, hey, uh, all, all you dudes, you're creepy as fuck. And stop being creep shows. Because you're disgusting and you disgust everyone. Rather than, there's a lot of people online who might be like, I, uh, like, I don't have a dad. I uh, don't have male uh, figures in my life. Uh, I come from a broken home. Uh, I uh, don't really understand things uh, like sexuality, gender, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm not popular. I'm isolated. Uh, I feel alone and scared a lot of the time. I'm going to go on the internet now and look for answers. And guessing that person's probably not going to... Uh, come out uh let's just say uh healthy <laughs> it's like healthy is probably the best way i could put it Scott, how many times have you guys seen threads on leftist social media spaces that were entirely about changes women made to their dating life that made them happy even if it was minor even if it was like a little petty that doesn't uh, Skag says, uh, I could, seriously, I could send you a bit where I mostly calmly talk to dudes about ghosting. I just got attacked by 70% of the dudes who wanted not to be ghosted anymore. Um, like, I, I, anyone in the studio probably has one of the best videos on this. He, he puts it out so quick and like if you haven't had this moment in your life where all of a sudden like someone tries to teach you something based on like hey by the way this is observable in society this uh white people and black people disproportionately uh have more callbacks like just at raw data and numbers they will get called back for the same job or position more often if they have a white sounding name this this is this is just two plus two equals four right like we can look at this we can we can quantify it we can look at this uh if, if it is a name like jamal uh, versus a name like Michael, uh, the Michael will get the callback more often than the Jamal. That, that, like that, that's just something that we can observe. So based on that, is there not something going on here? Is this not an inherent bias? Do you not feel like this is something that we should discuss? And if the person on the other end, who may be white, is listening to that, as like, so, so what do you say? You say that I hate Jamal? I don't, I don't hate Jamal. Jamal's fucking, it's fucking awesome. It's based. No, it's like he's one of my best friends. I love Jamal. Why, why, why are you making this about me? Like, I, I, I didn't choose that. I, I didn't do slavery. Okay, I didn't do any of that shit. Why, why, why is this about me right now? Okay, it's like no, no, uh, no. It's not about you. Uh, I'm not saying you did this. I didn't say you did the slavery. Like, like you are not the single uh, person who did slavery. That's not you know. Don't worry about that. Uh, this, this is more just an observation. This is just based on, so once we understand this, we can start to then discuss, which would be the next step, I would assume, uh, how to change this, because that shouldn't be. There, there shouldn't be 13% of the population of America being black, and, and yet they make up such a high representation of people who are in jail for violent crime, that like there, there's nothing inherent to being black and being violent, so because of that, we should look at this. We should, why are there so many black people in American prisons? Why why is that happening? Could any of it have to do with poverty, systemic racism? I, I like can we explore that? That has nothing to do about you. Like I, I'm not saying that you're doing that, but but you also shouldn't be reinforcing it or, or, or accepting it. That's it. That's probably the best way to say it. You shouldn't be accepting it. Do not accept it. That's yes. Drink water. Oh, I, I'm sick right now. That's why my voice is a, a little bit breaky. I've seen threads get hundreds of thousands of likes when it was just, 
I did this thing. That's that's honestly, in my opinion, in terms of like uh, talking to people, th that's that's got to be the best possible response. You shouldn't accept this. Once you learn about it, fair enough. No, this is not about you. You shouldn't accept this, even if it doesn't affect you. And that's true. Like, even though it may not directly affect you, even though you aren't black, you shouldn't accept that. Because, again, you disagree with it. And now I'm happier in my relationships. And left-leaning people work with that because it feels like a personal affirmation of broader progressive values. I never see this happen with men. I see it happen broadly, like in normie spaces, not in left spaces, because there's kind of a taboo on the left with like... Yeah, I think I made my point. Let's finish the video. Leave the house more. What you gotta do, really... Did you think American History X did a poor job of explaining why racism was wrong? Well, I mean, I wouldn't... Uh, I don't think it would uh, lie upon American History X, the, the film, the, to, to, to be single-handedly the reason why, you know, racism is wrong or anything like that. Um, th there's parts of that film uh, that I'm sure, uh, I, I, I can only say this for... For my feels, uh, as a, again, a, a white passing Canadian up here in the north, eh? Uh, I, um, I, I, I really uh, hadn't thought about uh, how that uh, white person, Edward Norton, uh, was told that in here, you're the N-word. Uh, I, I remember that scene was like, oh, that's kind of profound because it definitely, definitely flipped uh, the script on me and, and, and kind of taught me about the disproportionate representation uh, of black people. But, um... I don't think it's a bad movie. Maybe I'll be honest with you. I got to rewatch it. I, I got to do an American History X rewatch. Uh, I, I remember uh, it, it's got a horrifying curb stomp scene in the start. Uh, and then, uh, yeah. Is, um, do those things. Uh, that is an extremely, extremely difficult task. Don't get me wrong. Uh, it's something that I struggle it with. It isn't a bad day. movie. I got to rewatch it. Maybe it's one of those things I'll rewatch it with my new, like, <laughs> analysis. And I'll be like, okay, so, uh, you know where Edward Norton said, I'm the king of the N-words? That was wrong. He probably shouldn't have done that. Uh, I, I, I don't know why that scene exists or what the purpose of it was. It's a very weird scene. And, uh, yeah, apparently he went way off script on that one. That, that was not, that was not planned. Uh, he, he was not supposed to do that. He then demanded that scene stay in the movie. And uh, now it just exists a piece of weird uh, cultural artifact that we should have never, never let happen. Obviously, it's a fundamental. It's because you can't state what primarily drives most women in mate choice. Mate choice? Pontus F, there is no amount of grass in the world. That Clean would be up your room. For you. uh, one optimist left. Mating Thank you for the cheer choice? one. Listen, men and women, everyone, non binary, gender. I don't know. Everyone is looking for the exact same set of basic things in another person. They just weigh their priorities differently based on individual preference. Okay? You all want nice, Titties. Funny, hot, juicy pussy, rich, maybe some other stuff. Kablamo. You all want that shit. Every single one of you. Do any of you have a hot, nice, funny girlfriend who's poor? And you're thinking, I love the fact that my girlfriend's poor. I would hate it if she had a bunch of money that I could use to better my life. No, you all want those things, okay? Everyone's ah, um, women select. I, you had me up until the last part. <laughs> I was like, wait, <laughs> if, wait, did I misinterpret that? Did I did I misread that? So if if she was straight up like she's poor but she's awesome, I I think I'd be like, oh, okay, well, if she's poor, she's awesome, or, or or vice versa. I would hope it sucks. It sucks. The whole thing is is stacked, right? Uh, it, it sucks that like your worth as a human being is based on your ability to succeed in capitalism.
affect for their dating preferences by you ever notice how one of the principal like conceits of black pill incel theory is self-contradictory why is it that women apparently select their partners based on like wealth and the ability to provide a safe home for children but also women are biologically driven to hop on 58 cocks a day while on the while on the dating grind they do this thing where it's like ah well it's 58 cocks a day up until they hit 32 in six days and then after that they do that it's it, it's it but it varies sometimes like arbitrarily it, it's it's like oh actually from the get-go they only cared about wealth so wouldn't that mean that like the uh, okay okay yeah, yeah um so yeah i mean that's that's it's capitalism, baby. Yeah. Uh, no one wants to starve. No one wants to be homeless, you know? And every, everyone would like not to be those things. That's why I'm saying, ultimately, it, it'd be fucking so awesome if we get to a point where people's needs are taken care of. Because, again, just mathematically, we can afford it. We, we throw out, again, in, in the West, what, 40% of our food? Um, so... Uh, we, we mathematically can meet people's needs. We, we have the money. It's just being siphoned into the hands of a very few handful of people. Uh, so if, if that was the case, then we can start to strip a lot of these old archetypes away from what it is to be a man or a woman. A man is but a protector, a defender, you know? He's there but to inseminate and breed with the lady folk. And uh, women are to be virgins, never to have sex once until marriage because they are trad wives. And they will be the feeders and the empathetic protectors and the birth givers. And then they will maybe die at childbirth. But that's basically their lot in life. This is, this is uh, the future. One optimist left. I've been watching you since the animated days. This description is overdue. That's fucking wild. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, I would say, what, like four years ago, uh, all I had was a podcast. It was it was me and Dave doing a podcast, and then I tried to animate the podcast into the animated dogs. That's where uh, these dudes come from. Uh, they were just our characters animated. Um, and uh, that, that that's all it was. And then I started making YouTube videos, and then I made a couple of YouTube documentaries, and those YouTube documentaries uh, specifically targeted Joe Rogan and PewDiePie, and then my channel got deleted, and then the rest of the online left uh, all saved me, which was really cute. Like, everyone. It, it was, that's, Michael Brooks did an impersonation of me. I, I, got, I got to have Michael Brooks impersonate me uh, by calling his The Majority Report. He was like, oh, well... Oh, you know, a couple of gosh darn Nazis may have taken down our website, eh? Oh, who knew Boot did that? Something girls wouldn't be gold diggers because they're looking for fat dick and not for... It doesn't make any sense. It makes... It makes not... It doesn't make any sense at all. Who am I even responding to in chat? Read the rest of what I said. Women want men who are attractive, have money... Rest in peace, Mike. Honestly, being friends with that man is one of my career highlights. Uh, if not, you know, the career highlight. No, people want people who are attractive, have money, and kind. Are you suggesting that men don't want women? who are attractive, kind, and have money? The, the problem, this like essentialist divide between what they're looking for. You, so women want men who are attractive, have money, and kind. I don't disagree, but it's not just women. Everyone wants that. That's totally ubiquitous. Those are just generally useful things. This, uh, this is capitalism, alive, right? These are, these are the things that we associate um, with worth. Doing things that are good, but they are skewed. We should acknowledge that. We should definitely acknowledge they are skewed. Because I think, again, one of the best ways to frame this is that, uh, you know, women under patriarchy are, are valued based on their, their hotness and, and their wombs, and men are based on their ability to be the womb defenders and provide for the womb. Easy and doing things that challenge you uh, can be really quite unpleasant. But you should try to Some men feel emasculated by women who have money. You know what's weird to me? Men who feel emasculated by, like, muscly women. Like, being, like, being 
like this woman has a six pack and they're like oh gross sick masculine it's like with literal muscles are masculine to you like if someone is shredded at that moment in time you're like oh uh, sick gross gay gay why why is she so gay i'm like what come on but dude honestly i i, I do not understand this it's like it, it makes no sense to me uh, see, this is what I mean about the left's only advice being you should engage in self-critique and better yourself, which is very useless unless you give the incentives and the specifics on how to better yourself. Nobody ever got fit because they were told they should better themselves. They got fit because they were given like a, a like a like a, a regimented like diet and workout routine or whatever. Or certainly that's more effective. But yeah, it's a platitude. I don't want people to people aren't going to sign up with the left because the left rewards them with salient advice like we can do better. I found generally if a man feels emasculated by one thing, they'll generally feel that about a number of things. It's true. And like, don't get me wrong. It it like it deeply sucks the list of stereotypes that you run down the board where, you know, your your male worth will be uh, subjected to these uh, qualifications. It's like, okay, so uh, are you shredded? Are you a masculine uh, Adonis of a man? Well, if not, you're less of a man. Do you make lots of the money? Because you could be an Adonis of a man, but if you're broke as fuck, uh, then you are also a failure. Yeah, you're scum so that's that's another thing uh so do do you come from a prestigious family do you have uh maybe some kind of uh, class worth uh, are you are you uh, important uh, do, are, are you uh, someone that people speak about that want to be that kind of stuff all, all of this like uh, nonsense absolute nonsense and again this kind of shit sucks in all directions because like you get that stuff on one side on the other side women literally it's like you can't go outside of your house and go to your job unless you're wearing the right amount uh, right amount of chemicals on your face like like that's as a dude i don't got to deal with that i i don't wake up in the morning and then it's like well i got to quantify how much chemicals i got to base like put onto my face otherwise I'll have a whole bunch of people telling me that I look tired. You know, it's like, oh, sweetie, oh wow, you should, you should probably get some sleep. What's going on with you? You're, you're all uggo. Ew. No, no one's gonna rep. Like, no respect coming in this direction. No, just, what's, what's going on? Ew, gross. Uh, yeah, go, go put on some makeup. You know, you know. I, I'm, I've heard ladies be shopping. You aren't clearly. So fucking sort that out. Better. People know they can do better. They need more than that. We need to be brave enough to actually take strong positions on what it is, what's worth doing. And self-betterment should be about, like, making the person feel better themselves. We're not going to get any work done. <laughs> Callus, just wake up at the same time every day. It's so easy. Then you can work. I will knife a... <laughs> I don't know if I can say these words, okay? I think these are TOS. You're telling people they should better themselves for the sake of other people. Because, like, holy shit, as an entry point to an ideology, like... Hey, why should I join the left? Ah, well, you can suffer for others' sake. Oh, you're great. Fantastic. I can't wait for us to reach 10 billion members. Because you know that they're good. Maybe some of you listening to that advice thought, yeah, you know, that is really helpful. And I did need to hear that today. Uh, and I believe that's totally fine. Um, but I've stopped wearing makeup a couple years back and I've never looked back. Uh, I mean, power to you. I, 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 like, I'm one of those people who, like, obviously, I, I think... Uh, women can look gorgeous with uh makeup and without makeup and i think also makeup just generally and broadly speaking can can do fun things to anybody it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman i mean there's there's dudes who all of a sudden it's like oh shit that that man is very man pretty based on uh the 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 combination that he has going on right there but i don't think that your worth should be dependent on that that's the fucked up thing that's that's like and again 
I would never know that unless I was told it because it never happened to me growing up. I was like, I was not treated that way in all my fucking shitty part-time jobs. I was with women who would be told, why aren't you wearing makeup when I was not wearing makeup? And I remember standing there at a minimum wage job working at a fucking movie theater being like, that's kind of strange, weird, but uh, okay. And not feeling like, did I forget something? Did, did I not put on makeup today? Which is like, that's really, really fucked up, you know? Like, that's, that's like, well... You're not baseline normal unless you're really done up. That like I need you at that all the time. Dudes are like, eh, well, uh, why does she take so long to get ready? But at the same time, <laughs> hearing me say that is not going to change your life because you already know that good things are good and bad things bad. The, to me, this just portrays a fundamental misunderstanding of the kinds of advice offered online and the ways in which they're delivered. I love when people do makeup though, it's so cool. Like, makeup is pretty cool. I say this as someone who does not feel comfortable wearing makeup. When I, like, I, so I don't experience gender dysphoria uh, because I'm, I've always been incredibly uh, comfortable being a cis dude. Uh, but, like, I, I don't like wearing makeup. Like, I don't like the way makeup looks on me. I don't like when, like, I've had lots of girlfriends who have always, like, fucking wanted to put makeup on me. But I've never walked away from the experience outside of the ha 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 uh, afterwards being like, well, this is uh, fun or affirming, you know? But I, I, I respect the game. And honestly, I don't want to take that away from anyone who does love wearing makeup. It's not my, th I don't like it. I don't feel comfortable. It, it, like, it, it makes me feel bad. But like, if that makes you feel good and you're good at it, it shouldn't matter whether or not you're wearing it or not, or whether or not uh, it's appropriate for you to wear it. Like, goddamn, the stares you will get, uh, unless you're on sections of Vancouver that are pretty gay. So like Davy Street, stuff like that. But outside of like the clear, uh, uh, sorry, gay district of Davy, if you uh, walk around as a dude in makeup, like silly, you will get looks. You, like, and this is Vancouver. Vancouver's super LGBTQ plus friendly. It's it's very very progressive. We we have massive like you know uh, pride parades, all that kind of shit. But it, it still would be something in society that if you were walking down, unless you were in specific districts and you were a dude and you're wearing a bunch of makeup, people will just be like. Oh, that's a bit much. A bit, a bit of a scene. Clearly, he and or oh, sorry, don't want to be scolded. They, she, who's to say these days, uh, is looking for attention. That's Without all I'm going to think. There's really not much more that I, that anyone, uh, can really tell you. Strong disagree, like massive disagree. I've gotten so many people emailing me or messaging me in chat saying like, "Oh, thanks for your advice on this. I have a girlfriend now." Blah blah blah. Um, it, it's it is not. That's not the case. Also, why why would the Vancouver elected far right uh, cops the public office? Well, a bunch of people who work both in law enforcement or ex excuse me partners of law enforcement officers and stuff like that. But that didn't switch the like it wasn't like they came into power and things just went anti LGBTQ. They came into power and things have gotten instantly. Uh, we're going to cut away all the social safety networks and programs specifically related to people who overdose from uh, fentanyl because uh, fuck them, they're poor. Fuck them. Why would we believe that specific advice can't be offered unless you personally know somebody? I don't, I don't know if I buy that. Why, why not? Like, you can give specific workout advice without knowing somebody personally. I'm not going to lie. A double take for dude in makeup. Oh, same. It's, it's, but that's the thing, right? Because, like, it's, it's so far beyond what is considered, uh, like, standard uh, male representation, masculine representation in public. So, like, I... 
I do have queer friends who wear things like foundation and, and other stuff like that on a regular basis. But again, if you're just walking down the street and you see a dude who's like, he's decked out in makeup uh, to the point that he just looks like some beautiful androgynous goddess, uh, you're probably going to be like, whoa, that's, well, that's different. That's 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 not the norm. That is certainly not the heteronormative uh, standardization, I see. You can do lots of stuff without knowing somebody personally. Hey, just one small note I wanted to say. Uh, this video is not my way of saying that all advice on the internet is bad and that the people who are giving it are all grifting you and that there's no place for I am grifting you. Give me money. I don't believe that. I just think it's an extremely small part of a network with things that are vastly, vastly more important than it. The amount of impact that some guy on the internet... Yeah, he said it. Hey, um, all, all of you, uh, what are they called? Vosh, Vosh... I can't remember the haters. Not not derangement syndrome, but like the 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 Vosh, uh, whatever. Uh, all you anti Voshites, uh, you got your moment. Take it. Run with it. Go. Clip. Clip immediately. This this very second. You know he said he said it. He said the thing out loud. He, he's a straight up grifter. He said it out loud. You, you got it. You clip it. You clip it and ship it. Take it. Uh, will have on your life when they give you advice on how to get motivated or whatever is, I think, you know, fairly small in the grand- No, 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 Joel, you don't understand. It's not small. Wash arrangement syndrome is real. There are people, no question, who are obsessed with public figures and take it to extreme and or strange heights, especially irrational heights. That happens all the time. In fact, I would say, broadly speaking, as a strange concept. Destiny uh, irrationally judges the entirety of the left as some kind of uh, cancerous tumor that needs to be uh, excised from the otherwise prosperous uh, omni-liberal uh, body uh, and host. So that's, like, there are people who will, who will judge people. I like, same thing with ContraPoints, all these big figures. And this is a massive butt, the most delicious, beautiful, enormous butt of all time. But, huge butt. That should also not invalidate criticism. I, I say that uh, towards myself. Okay, so if you have uh, criticisms of me, uh, I, I don't want to uh, claim any single criticism of me is simply that you are deranged. That you have Lance or Surf derangement syndrome, you know that should not be should not be uh, an excuse. Should, it should not be. Oh well, we can't criticize Vosh because the person is criticizing him clearly has the VDS. That's the it's a syndrome. It's been quantified. Uh, yeah, and I say that well, fully admitting that some people do have 100% unhealthy parasocial relationships with public figures and take them to uh, outrageous heights. I again, I there's Vosh takes that I hardline disagree with. There's Vosh praise that I will give in terms of like, hey, uh, you know, I called him out for the indigenous stuff and then immediately uh, he was talking to land back uh, activists and stuff like that. That's fucking, that's growth. That's cool. That's way better having thousands of people who watch Vosh and, and admire him uh, suddenly learning things. I'm, I'm, I'm very, very, very happy that happened. You know, Th these are good things. Very, very good things. Uh, all that being said though, uh, Yes, criticism of public figures is healthy, and public figures should listen to good faith criticism. Good faith. But if it's just wild nonsense where it's just like, well, didn't you do 9-11? Well, then, yeah, uh, seriously, then okay, fine. There are millions of young men in America alone who orient their entire lives around that. Don't dis... Everyone has bad takes. I feel that's normal to be a human being. Like, there's no such thing as the good take uh, perfectionist uh, online, in general. In politics, no. 
Every, everyone fucks up. Keep keep people responsible. You will have some innate, uh, let's just say, uh, beliefs and or feelings that you gravitate towards things that may be extreme that you have to actually be taught. It's not natural for you to want to, uh, you know, execute every single human being who you think is deplorable. That's not a good thing. Uh, okay, well, that, that that's certainly something that needs to be, uh, you know, reined in in society. Uh, it's also good to have standards. It's good to have, like, the Overton window re- a certain amount where we can collectively agree as a society that we will have a slight amount of dogmatism towards things like uh, neo-Nazis, fascism. Uh, a certain amount of dogmatism is not necessarily an unhealthy thing if it is against people who have uh, beliefs that are uh, incongruent to human survival. If someone's like, uh, yeah, I'm here to justify why it's okay to rape women, uh, you don't have to entertain that. You don't have to be like, well, let's have a conversation. Let's figure out where you're coming from. Where's where's your point of view at? Uh, let's let, let's see if you have a nuanced and potentially no. We, we can just be like so. Yeah, no. Uh, we're not going to talk to this person because yeah, not not this. This is a huge thing. Wouldn't you agree that a certain amount of dogmatism is not only not bad, but it's a sign of progress? It's the, it's not just huge. It's the biggest thing, the main thing that leads people down the political road they take. Yeah, what about Jordan Peterson? Jordan Peterson became one of the most influential conservative pundits in history off of self-help advice. Andrew Tate is currently one of the most well-known and influential conservative, once he gets out of Romanian jail, uh, pundits off of self-help advice. Obviously, they don't exclusively talk about self-help. They talk a lot. Really good uh, video I re- uh, watched recently. I want to find it on uh, on PredTube because I promoted it, I think, like two days ago about how, and there's been a lot of really good lefty videos on this, self-help is such bullshit. Uh, it's, it's repackaging and reselling people the same tropes over and over and over again. And it's very, very easy to fucking hold your nose and look down upon it and be like, that's garbage. The shitty thing is that there's a large amount of people who are unhappy in life, very, very large amount of people, and they are seeking solutions for their unhappiness in those avenues. And so they go to those avenues, and it's like, yeah, so I'm unhappy, but what's this 12 rules for life? Pet a cat, uh, honor thy mother and father, uh, kind of biblical shit. Okay, cool. And also trans people are subhuman. And then you're like, wait, what? Oh, uh, why am I in this corner of the internet? What's going on here? This is not... This is not good. This is this is not healthy. I, I don't know why I, I kind of slipped and fell, but here I am. Uh, who else? Who else has self-help? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, we got Andrew Tate. Cool. We got Sneeko, fresh and fit. All of them are saying that I need to uh, be a top G, apparently. Uh, I need a Bugatti. Uh, I need to get to the cryptocurrency, and then I will make uh, the millions of dollars. So there's that. Jordan Peterson. Well, hello, good doctor. Well, the problem obviously is chaos and women. Uh, women are, are the, the demon of chaos and we need to subjugate them and we should really talk about what it is to, to be lost out of the gene pool in the hypergamic uh, DNA source. And, and you're like, hmm. I don't know if this is healthy. Any of it, you know? About, I don't know, Jews. <laughs> they, they go down a lot of roads, but self-help is the framing device that allows them to inject these ideological predispositions into the people listening. It's critical. You know? Um, so I'm gonna make a video. 
Uh, I'm gonna. I'll. I'll get. Uh, I'll get swole. I'll, I'll get real. Real beefcake for it. Okay. It, it, it'll be a goal. I'll, I'll have exercise goals. And and the whole point of the videos is I want to do a video that's just like straight up. You know, original content where it's like, hey, uh, here's how to uh, hook up with women, get rich, be successful, get lots of friends. That'll that'll be like the clickbait title of the whole thing, and then actually get into all of this shit. And then get into the whole structural problems, but also offer the advice at a certain point, you know, be like, hey, by the way, uh, a lot of people are going to tell you if you have uh, entertain in your life, sneak out, fresh and fit. Uh, the solution to a lot of this is to subjugate women. That women, they got the, you know, the, the evil vaginas. They control us with their evil pussies. And because of those evil, manipulative, femoid pussies, all of us are becoming cuck soy boys. And it really sucks. And, and we never talk about this kind of shit. And we should really speak out about men's rights so we stop being controlled and manipulated and strangled by these, uh, you know, the demonic vaginal uh, creatures. That's that's basically the, the, the problem. So I want to wanna, wanna actually make a video that it goes in direct opposition to that, you know? Uh, make sure you talk, uh, tan your balls. I will. I will use infrared lights. Uh, I will uh, I will rise uh, from above and uh, tan in the purest of senses. It's very important. Again, I love Joel. Th this might just be like the areas we're in, you know? I just, I, I feel like so often other people on the left don't know what's going on out there. With this, I'm including Big Joel. Like, you guys haven't been in the trenches, okay? I'm a goddamn war vet, all right? I, I, I've seen, I've seen what you can't even fathom. I, I know what's going on out there. The nature of the right. I feel like there's this bubble with lefty content creators sometimes where it's like, you know, like, like politics is just like intellectual engagement. That, this is the biggest myth of the left that I want to pop. That politics and political content are some kind of expression of intellectual engagement that you have to choose to work within as opposed to it being like 98% of the time, some kind of pit in your gut that gets yanked around uh, by emotional impulses. We need to be able to work with that, right? Like, I'm not saying we should devolve everything into some kind of like base monkey-moded, you know, unintellectual analysis, but we should, be, we should be aware of what's driving other people and try to respond to it. We have to find ways to get these people where they're at, you know? Otherwise, what's the point? And scheme of things, and that's my point. Okay, and I think that is really what interests me about this tweet, why I wanted to talk about it tonight. You know, it can be really- Wait, sorry. I looked at the YouTube chat. Vosh, you haven't done anything besides flaunt the money your community donates to charity. Please sit. Ha! Huh. They didn't oh. even donate it to charity. Came Those by and then left again. third-party overseas corpse that funneled the money back into me. Yeah. So that didn't even happen. Really? Yes. No! Yes. Really easy to think that the problem with society, the problem with people, is that the right words are not being said to them, and that if we simply edited those words in the right way and came out with the right guy who said the right things, then everything would be okay. Hey, hey, wait, yes, people are moved to fascism because the wrong things are being said to them. If we could alter every word being said to everyone, there would be zero fascists on earth. If we had total omniscient control oh, of all the messaging ever, then oh, yes, so that would cute. be that. What is this essentialism? Such yeah, no, we, what, what else is there? What, what, the, bio, the, 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 the fascism tumor in the brain that we work against? I, I don't know. Yeah, it's very important that the right things be said. It's convenient and fun to believe that. What he just said is an argument against the concept of education. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. 
uh, because words are... Yeah, sorry, I wasn't paying attention. So he's doing this thing, and it's, it's like, it's super adorable. Basically, the whole idea is that, like, he wants me now to take him for a walk. So part of that is that I need to take him for a walk, but he'll start by looking at the door, and then he'll jump up on me, and then jump back down, and then look at the door. I'm like, you're communicating. That's that's really cool. You're, you're like, I, I want this. I, I want to... I want, I want to leave. Take, take me on a walk, daddy. Wow, you had a good nap, too. Now you're all like, I need to walk. You're still yawning, though. All right, uh, I think I'm going to uh, go walk. Uh, little, little Chico. Do you enjoy the surfs, but prefer not to have to use your eyeballs? Many are saying this. Well, we've got the solution for you. It's the Surf Times in podcast form. Available on most major podcasting networks now. If you enjoy it, please consider leaving a good review and feedback because it really helps the show out, apparently, and it's free, just like the podcast. To our gods, Xander Corvus and Peyton L. Juice, we shall spend many a generations building mighty cathedrals in your honor. To our monarch, Tom Spiker, we are but your oafish jesters, here to offer you a laugh at any opportunity. To our brave knights of the round table, Rachel K., Izzy Solidarity, Victoria Bell, Sebastian Demel, Mark Harmon, Benji Arnie, Scary Earth Human, Tony, DM Rivera, Resident Scarecrow, Sir Nickus, Cheryl Alvarez, Ruby Kelly, Brandon, Words Greenwood, Everything Important, Hegbird Celine, Matthew Scarborough, Stellar Vision, Ariane McCarthy, Doug Katie, Daniel Sutton, Jenna Tao, Dark Puppy, Quiet185, Anna Loves Riley, Omni, Riley and Anna, Poodlehawk, Multimondi, Trevbot EXE, Brian Ephraim, Anthropofojak, Catherine, Ramon Acosta, Incosin, Ralph Parler, Violent Orchard, Political Puppy, La Media Panza, Todd Buckingham, and Todd Lajeunesse. We salute our valiant heroes off to fight injustice everywhere.